so I'm kind of out of it because I'm just mentally drained right now. Mentally drained, huh? Is it the mud you're drinking? Maybe that's doing something. That's helping me. That's bringing me <laughs> back up. That's getting me going again. Looks like mud. This bro. isn't mud. Okay, like mud. this is a beautiful oh, do you smoothie. Feel, do you feel the toxins delicious. sweating out of your sweat? No, I'm not retarded, <laughs> Adam. <laughs> That's just mud. <laughs> no, it tastes so rattle, rattle. What this does is <laughs> it gives me mud clean energy, and it lasts me like seven hours until clean I want to eat. Energy. Tell us more, Chris. What else does that do? So it has two bananas. <laughs> uh-huh. So when you guys start selling bags, <laughs> activate tea to us and fucking body wraps and shit. Probiotic in there. You know, <laughs> gotta get your gut health. Gotta get your gut health. So you can buy these teas actually from me. I'm selling them. <laughs> Only 1995. It's called tea from me. Um, Bree and me, we're doing the tea. Herbalife. I started Herbalife. It changed me. So please, I'm gonna be responsible. Tell them though I sent you though, because I get like a yeah. thing. Because then I get a hundred bucks off my next purchase. That's why I, I remember like fucking 50 people I knew were posting Herbalife stuff and like I'm kind of sp- like promoting it or whatever. All at the same time for about two months, Ooh. and it was and over. And it was over. Yeah. Yep. I remember like my ex was like, "I'm gonna get into, I'm gonna get into selling the body wraps, the body wraps, <laughs> Jesse, the body wrap vendor." <laughs> Dude, I would buy him if Jesse sold like, these wrap, wrap me, these around your ball. This is the only reason I'm coming back to the states. All right, Nixon. <laughs> <laughs> now he's been doing a little. Shh in it. Don't worry about don't worry about impressions. <laughs> Jim Norton special coming a, don't out. Don't we have though, a fucking today, theme song or something? You got yeah. 300 Nixon bucks. <laughs> <laughs> They said no body. I got a brand new robot body. Keep talking to it. Keep talking to it. Can it be next to me? Welcome, welcome. This is the Alcohol Cast. We're your host. It's a new song. <laughs> Just a 60 bunch of weeks. Jewelers. 60 <laughs> weeks today. 60 weeks. 60 That's weeks not too like long. an important number. That's <laughs> 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 a coincidence. Anyways, uh, I'm Adney. There's 60 weeks. There's 60. And to the left. 60 to minutes and an hour, Adney. Somehow that's important to what we're doing right now here today. Time is a social construct, man. <laughs> <laughs> anyways, uh, we are the Alcoholicast, anyways. And so what are we going to talk about? I already did that. I did that. <laughs> well, I couldn't hear you because Stevie will not shut Stevie the fuck up. Stevie will not shut the fuck up. He just keeps fucking just... going. <laughs> so apparently there's a bunch of specials coming out. First one we want to mention, of course, is Chappelle's, but we're going to go on a little spiel about that. But Jim Norton's actually just came out today. Oh, no uh, way. 
Today's Jimmy the thirteenth. How long has it been since Jim's released one? It's been a little while. Man. Yeah, it's been a minute. So I'm still for Jim Norton's. I listen to like two podcasts that Jim Norton's on. Uh, I really enjoy it. Jim Dude, Norton's, Jim Norton's me, one of so. the funniest motherfuckers ever. So I'm pretty stoked on that one. That I'm really not stoked on. That I have to keep passing over every time I open Netflix is Amy Schumer's. It's like watch me, watch me. Oh, I'm like, I no, I want to shoot you. Get off of my fucking shit. How do I like make it go away? There's no hide this special button. No, it's bullshit. Chris said the same <laughs> thing. Uh, yeah. Chris isn't a fan of Amy Schumer, in case you guys can pick up on that. <laughs> Definitely not a fan. Dad Multiple was like, reasons. Why is she on the front? Because <laughs> it's like as soon as it, you put. put Ooh, and that outfit she chose to wear? Ooh, bad choice. Oh, how dare you? Bad choice. Are <laughs> oh, you just going to fashion her? I'm right just now? being honest. <laughs> Are you going to fashion shame right now? <laughs> <laughs> yep, I'm fashion I know shame. the designer. He's instead a good of, man. Instead of checking out Amy Schumer's special, why not check out, go back and watch Neil Brennan? Yeah, oh, it's so good. Then you can go ahead and you can watch Kathleen Ryan. And then you can go ahead and watch uh, Bill Burr. All three of these are on Netflix and coming soon. Which, by the way, so you mentioned Neil Brennan. Glad you did. I just watched a 1999 interview with Howard Stern bringing on Chappelle. Right. And then Chappelle brings Dave Attell. And Dave Attell's not even known. He was like, who'd you bring with? What's his name? Dave Dave Attell? Nice to meet you, sir. Blah, maybe blah, maybe blah. not known by Howard, but Dave but Attell, known, I'm sure, yeah. was known in the comedy Exactly. And then Dave Chappelle was like, this man's a fucking straight genius. Dave Chappelle said that about Dave Attell. And there was a controversy that happened. Um, there was this... You like fidgeting You can't hear it. <laughs> um, Dave, I guess Dave Chappelle came on because he's like, page six, something called page six, wrote an article about him. Dave Chappelle went to go fuck with Dave Attell on his birthday. I, sh- I think they shared the same birthday or something like that. Goes up on stage right before Attell is supposed to go on and was like, nope, sorry. I'm going up on stage first uh, and makes Dave Attell sit in the audience <laughs> and uh, be an audience member. Dick. And then he's fucking with them the whole time. Yeah, they're they're really good friends. Yeah. And then Paige Sick was like, this guy, Dave, you know, Dave Chappelle went up on stage and he started, he had a mental breakdown. He was like, I'm having a mental breakdown. And then Dave Chappelle, why the fuck would I say I'm at, if you say you're having a mental breakdown, like, like who <laughs> says that? I'm breaking down. You right wouldn't now. be, it wouldn't be a mental breakdown. Exactly. Because you're still cognitive to say of a thing like that. Exactly. You know. So it has to be afterwards. But then he's talking to him all about just uh, half-baked. And he goes, he goes, I heard, or they said you wrote half-baked with some other white guy and he got paid more than you. And he's like, what? I never said that. I wrote half-baked with Neil Brennan, a friend of mine, and we split everything 50-50 right down the middle. And I was like, holy shit. He's been riding with Neil Brennan for years then. He's an OG. Clearly Neil Brennan's an OG. Clearly they've been <laughs> friends for fucking hell along, him and Neil Brennan. I was like, oh, that's awesome. But the, there's one part that I did post. It was like, uh, they asked him who he voted for. He's like, I didn't vote for shit. He goes, dude, you kind of like George Bush a little bit, like Dave Chappelle. He's like, seems kind of cool. He smacked his wife on the ass. <laughs> but he's, he's all, I don't vote, man. He's like, what, am I going to vote for my own master? <laughs> and I thought it was great. But yeah, since we just brought up Neil Brennan and Dave motherfucking Chappelle. Apparently he's coming out too. Well, you know, what it keeps two, saying. Two night specials, two different ones. I think they might like, They've, done it's it. Made it, they've made it seem like he's coming out with two on that day. Oh, wait. Well, yeah, he signed. Like two separate. No, no, no. Two oh, separate yeah. specials on that day. That's how they're making it seem. Even though I'm on your mindset, two specials altogether. I thought it was three, but it was supposed well, to be like one here, one here, and one yeah, there. Yeah, he signed a three, but I think what it means by two specials, they've done it before to where they've cut. They've cut specials together. Yeah, because remember, by ones. the way, like Dave Chappelle will randomly go on stage and do five hours of materials whenever up. he wants. He's, like, they, <laughs> five you, hours is just too much. Like, yeah, you could. So you probably just like, all right, we're just gonna do hour specials, David. <laughs> and he did a five-hour set, and they're like, okay, let's cut off an hour 
twice, and then we'll fucking you know. Yeah, so they might like mix and match. And they'll like they'll like he'll see like some computer generated like T-shirt. It's a different shirt on Dave's to make it seem like it was two different nights, but it was right mm-hmm. after each other. Uh, but yeah, I'm fucking super stoked. It's been over a decade since he's released an, an actual special. We've gotten little glimpses here and there of uh, one that he did over at the Laugh Factory where he's talking about uh, Kramer from... Oh, right. Well, what the fuck is his name? In your life, from Seinf- Seinfeld? Yeah, from Seinfeld. I can't remember his real name. Uh, I can't remember his fucking name either. I had any singing about it right now. I'm trying, man. <laughs> <laughs> but he's Doesn't like, matter. And he was like, he's like, man, you know, like 30% of the black side of me was like... Damn, dude, you fucked up. But like the other seventy percent of me is is comedian, so it's like, oh damn it, Kramer is having a bad set. <laughs> so you get him next time, Kramer. <laughs> he's like rooting for him, like he's all, like it feels to the comedy side. He's like, the comedy side affects him more than the black side. No, nah, Kramer's just having a bad set. Oh, yeah, I fucking lost my shit. <laughs> but I I went back and I rewatched Killing Him Softly the other day. I showed Dak and. Uh, I have to, I'm showing her fucking for what it's worth next because I was like, babe, you have to watch these. These are, these are iconic specials. And I, I told her, what you don't understand is when these came out, they were also ahead of their time. Dave Chappelle is still, you can go back now and they still hold up very fucking well. And I'm like, th- the importance behind this is we thought he fell off. He did fall off for a long time. He was even afraid to come back to comedy. I don't know if you'd say fall off. He literally disappeared. He yeah. literally just went off the, off the grid. Like, see, yeah, we all thought, like, maybe, like, at first, we all thought he was crazy. That was a bad thing. And we're like, oh, my, Dave, we'll ever see Dave Chappelle again. Turns I didn't out, think we were. Turns out he was just, nah, man, I just wanted to lie low and get away from you. Makes crazy sense, dude. That's what Ari Shafir is doing. He was, so sick, of, he was sick of fucking douchey frat boys constantly yelling at him, Rick James, bitch. Yeah, yeah like, I'm sure. Can't even do a set anymore because of that shit. Yeah. So finally, after all these years, over a decade, I think the last one came out like 2004 or something. Something like that. 2003 been, for the For What It's it was Worth. Dur- it was during Chappelle. Yeah, right? it was during the show's run, yeah. Yeah, and he did it in San Francisco. He had a little mustache. He has this really fucking funny about shaving his ball, making his balls as smooth as eggs. Yeah. It's one of the favorite, <laughs> my favorite bits ever. But after all these years, he's finally coming back. They finally released two teaser trailers. And uh, it's something to look forward to. I've been looking forward to this for so long. Once we found out he's back, I've, I've been wanting just to have him on uh, JRE or just on I know, any I'm podcast, he hasn't, man. Yeah, he hasn't been on anything. I, and I love that him and Joe are such good friends. And it's like, I love how Joe, has even said, Joe said, he's said that he's, like, he's not going to ask him. You don't just ask. But Joe's one of those priests like, well, I'm not going to ask them because then he, he feels like it's a burden on them. On them yeah, but by talking about it, he's getting the word out there. I know. going to get around <laughs> yeah, to Dave. And he's like, I'm a fuck, I'll do your fucking podcast. And <laughs> Hopefully, like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's what I love about uh, JRE is because, like, look at Burr. Burr's come on right right when he releases, releases the special. Norton's literally on today. Burt Kreischer, <laughs> Kreischer came on right uh, right uh, when he was releasing his special. It's smart. Hey, it's and smart. your podcast. <laughs> like, you're, like if, seriously, if one of your friends has like one of the most popular podcasts in the world. Always in the top ten. Always. Like, for, why yeah. not be like, hey, you want to hang out, bro? <laughs> like, <laughs> smart. What are you doing this week? Well, is this the week your special comes out? Oh, yeah, it doesn't even matter. What are you doing this week? <laughs> <morning? laughs> so I'm hoping because of this, this big fucking comeback, huge comeback for Dave Chappelle, that he will actually get on JRE and we'll finally get Dave Chappelle on a podcast for the first time ever. Besides Howard Stern's radio show, which is somewhat, Dude. you know. He, I imagine that he can do what Burr does. And he's just going to, eventually he's going to have his own cast in about an hour. And he's just going to be like, yeah, man, so I was sitting there chilling. It's just going to be fucking Chappelle. I fucking I mean. bet. 
Eventually, hope, or maybe like, not. Maybe like, he won't. He maybe he'll be like the old school guy always and just like do his own thing. I mean, I, that's I, what he's done so far. Well, you know for sure Joe is gonna try to convince him to do a podcast. <laughs> yeah. I hope you, like, know, you should do your own podcast, man. <laughs> like Steve Renazizi getting convinced to do it on Archie oh, and Burt Kreischer. Like, I love when, when they came on Burt's podcast. It's yeah. so good, dude. When they did the fucking uh, swap cast, like they convinced him yeah. to do his own it's podcast. They made it up right there on the spot. It was like one of the longest Burt casts I've ever seen. It was like fucking almost four hours. So I'm hoping that's kind of happened with Chappelle. He goes on. Somebody talks about him getting his own show, and it eventually does lead somebody, to Somebody, you mean Joe? Uh, Joe. Spending three hours uh, trying to convince him to do it. You should start a podcast every ten minutes. <laughs> Someone, side little side note, t- talking about podcasts, but somebody that Joe had on that everybody kind of wanted a podcast from was actually Russell Brand. Russell Brand started his podcast. So there's oh, I saw did. that. It's called... Under the skin. Yeah, under the skin. Just Dude, he's going to so. go on some wild ass. Yeah, I know. I'm excited that's to hear it. That's probably a great fucking show. <laughs> but uh, there's another thing that Stevie was really excited about, looking forward to, and that is basically remake of the Stephen King's It movie. Like, what was it like in the 80s or 90s or whatever? They made that made-for-TV adaptation of it. They put it on a fucking two-VHS set, and it was like a fucking five-hour goddamn movie. It was super fun. Everyone knows about It and the fucking clown and everything, and... It's just a fuck. It's iconic, dude. That's yeah, why all. That's the reason why a lot of people are afraid of fucking clowns. Yeah. And um, they decided to remake it, and they're making it right now. And apparently, it's just about done with uh, post production. Yeah, yeah. Almost and, done with post production. It comes out in September. I talked about it, I believe, last year when we were talking about movies that are going to be remade. We've gone in full in depth on this movie yeah. and, and what I hope we're going to get from it, and the characters. I hope they do correctly. Like we said, I, I love Tim Curry as uh, Pennywise. I was iffy about, you know, who would be casted as Pennywise. Of course. We talked about Willem Dafoe playing a young <laughs> If he was younger, he'd be perfect. But the guy, what's funny is the guy that got casted for it, I gave his name prior, he looks dead on like a young Willem Dafoe. It's fucking unreal. So um, I was nervous at first to see what they were actually going to do with it, if they were going to stay true to the books. Now, Stephen King saw an early screening of it, and he says, none of you guys have to worry. The producers did a perfect job. And so I was like, "Fucking sweet!" This, I is, mean, this is one of his babies. I mean, I just, I say take it with a grain of salt because even if it was bad, wouldn't you say it's good? You kind of want people well, to come see your movie. You gotta get a little sold, bit. You gotta get some royalties. <laughs> I think he might have sold the rights to the book for, for. I mean, for like the movie, the rights to the screenplay and shit like that. So for him, clearly he wouldn't. I mean, he did do a lot of shit stuff, but the made-for-TV movie, you know, was completely wrong in comparison to the book. So. Maybe he's not getting anything out of it. Maybe it's just fun to, for him to see his, something that, you know, is so iconic for with his books. Because you Dude. mentioned any Stephen King, that's going to be the first top three easily mentioned. You're going to oh, yeah. mention Carrie. You're going to mention it. And then, you know, The Stand. People want to mention, like, Cujo, whatever. That's uh, uh, what's it called? The Shining. But you you got to talk it. Come on. That's his greatest character ever created. Like, most iconic, at least, in my eyes. Yeah, it's it, that, that, that original fucking movie, although it wasn't done the right way, although it was a little silly, and the fucking had yeah, a low budget, it's such a fun fucking movie. Dude, it's awesome. Pennywise is <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> like, dude, Pennywise is fucking good. Tim Curry killed it. He took something that was... It wasn't even done before, so he had nothing to compare it to. He just, like, went... He's like, I'm a, he he's like, so I'm a clown, right? Like, yeah, but you, you're also vicious and you kill children. He's like, yeah, but I'm a clown. Because right? <laughs> I'm going to ham it the fuck up. And it worked. It worked. It fucking worked. But uh, so Stephen King, the fact is so Stephen King saying that, oh, no, they did, this is a really good one. I really like this adaptation of my work, implying that all of us are going to like it as well. 
But I would kind of counter that with the fact that he thinks the worst adaptation of any of his work is The Shining. <laughs> a great fucking movie, but he thinks it's shit. What? Moving on! Because obviously <laughs> Stephen King's opinion doesn't matter. Right on. Th- that is something y- you as a fan want to hear, you know, oh, for sure. Dude, is that yeah. your creator actually enjoys what's being produced. That is... Very uh, comforting. Like you said, <laughs> take it with a grain of salt. The book is very fucking long, so doing the whole thing is going to be impossible. And, uh, do you have like a runtime on it or anything? I'm guessing it's going to be like two hours and 20 minutes. And that's difficult for a horror movie, man. People don't want to sit through a horror movie that long. Um, People are fucking movie. pussies. Yeah, <laughs> they want it to be quick. Well, apparently Get Out was amazing and did it in 90. So, I mean. Yeah, I still want, I want it I want to see that Alabama. Even Burr mentioned it on yeah. last night. Like, to get the full depth of the book i mean it, the ending is done so fucking well it's not really a twist but it explains that the farther they get away from town the more they forget and it's hmm. really well done because if spoilers we've all seen the fucking movie uh in it he gets her on the bike and it's his bike from when he was a kid and he gets her on the handlebars and he starts pedaling and he starts pedaling farther and farther away from Derry, the town and she starts remembering he's like come back to me please come back to me please come back to me his wife who saw Pennywise, you saw the clown, and it completely fucked her up mentally. But the farther the bike traveled away from town, the more that she remembered her life, and the more she forgot about the clown. And that's what happened with everyone else. That's the whole thing. Is this the main black kid doesn't leave the town, and he calls them up, and he says, "Hey, it's back." And that's the it's first time back. they remember. They're like, oh, "We totally, we totally forgot." Like they all. That's the whole thing. It's that's all a great flashbacks. Fucking, that's a great like work of the ride. One of the mechanics of the storyline, the fact that the far like get from town, the more you forget, and how he uses that as a big fucking plot point. Yeah, and yeah. so at the ending, you're like, "Whoa, that's so fucking good." <laughs> Definitely pays off. It's a perfect checkout. <laughs> uh, but no, I'm very excited for it. I wanted to bring it up just to give you guys, you know, a look ahead to September. And uh, so, if you weren't excited before. Sh- Fuck you. Get excited. <laughs> um, um, yeah. And one of the kids from fucking... Uh, oh, Stranger Things. Stranger Things is going to be in the movie, so uh, he, that's going to be fucking really Those cool. kids are about to boom. It's gonna be. Boom. It's going to be nice to see how they transition. Dude, Not Ele- transition Eleven has though. like eight movie deals. Dude, Bobby, <laughs> Bobby... I can't remember her name. Bobby something. Her name's Bobby. Bobby Lee Williams. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. Bobby Lee Down. I got a little bit of a current event. Uh, if you're listening for the past several weeks... You know that I went to jail recently? It's uh, <laughs> real funny, huh, Chris? <laughs> it is funny, because uh, I was there recently, too. But, <laughs> but um, So, the reason I went to jail, I got fucking pulled over for a expired registration, which I know was dumb, mm-hmm. but Suck. whatever. Uh, <laughs> but whatever. We got, got it fixed. For expired expi- registration, I had a lot of mechanical jail. problems with the car as well. And that's what got me pulled over. But when they ran my name, they fe- they found a fucking eight-year-old drinking underage fucking ticket. Pay your fines, bro. Pay your it fines. It was a fine. <laughs> it was a fine. It was obviously fine because nobody but pulled me over. And listen, fuck you. They said, hey, we need you to go to this court day in like a couple weeks. Yeah, and I'm like, I am sorry, court, sir. That's contempt of court. I but live in California. <laughs> How the fuck am I going to get back up here? That's oh, not my fucking problem. He didn't say fucking. So that's not my problem. That's your problem. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, now it's our problem because you're involved. <laughs> <laughs> didn't make the court date, and then they fucking issued a warrant. And eight years fucking later, I get pulled over for expired registration. Same cop too. <laughs> <laughs> Looking for you forever. Uh, went to jail. 
And uh, I had to have Stevie, afraid of losing my job, I told Stevie, use my savings and fucking just bail me out. Cash only fucking bail. So, $1,500 if I had to be fucking put up for me to get out of jail and then go to work that next day. Punch to the gun. It's like, I get off of work, go to jail, get like a couple hours of sleep. Go to Home Depot. Wake up, go back to work, just fucking exhausted and like, ah, shit. Kept my job though. I got to keep my job. That's a good. Thing. Nice. But I did lose fifteen hundred fucking dollars, <laughs> and I gotta have this court date. Oh, and the thing is, I'm so worried about the the registration and um all this shit that I had to spend. I told Stevie one number, but it's actually more than that. It's actually eight hundred dollars I spent into my car in order to make sure that not only is it now it's smogged, it's registered, it works fine. And it has Nevada plates because I was so fucking afraid of that shit. Yeah, but let's and let's remember why. Why were you saving up all that money to buy a new car? <laughs> what did I tell you? Literally, like two weeks before all this happened, dude. Just I go can, buy, dude. I can just go get you buy into it. a car, but five hundred dollar <laughs> monthly payments. <laughs> no, I didn't say five hundred. No, Chris, I said no, Chris. So probably around three fifty. I but, said no, sir. But at least you have a car right now. You have a brand new car. You can make it payments on, and at least you wouldn't have dumped. All your money into the car that you're looking to get rid of that's about on its last legs. Now you gotta start all over. <laughs> and you just pushed everything okay, back two Chris, years. Okay, Chris. When if you would have just Chris. manned up, you would have never even went to jail. Chris. <laughs> Hindsight is 2020. <laughs> okay. Right, and fuck you. I went to jail. That's <laughs> manning up. <laughs> but I didn't run away. still eventually went to jail, though. Yeah, I mean, so you can't really say that. Yeah, you could I have got done, a new car and been fucked and had to pay payments been fucked on the out. ticket. The ticket would have cost the money still. Yeah, but he would have had to get pulled over. He wouldn't have got pulled over. He has have registration. Still, He's got registration. You got brand yeah, new car. He still could have gotten pulled over though. You never know when, oh, anything. Jeez, one reason Some or another. Some country, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Those Mexican boxing gloves. Right. <laughs> uh, so it sucked having it because like, basically I lost twenty three hundred dollars in the past month. In the span of a month, twenty three hundred dollars that would have put been that mine in your car. <laughs> gone. God damn it! <laughs> I'd be fucking dying though right now with those fucking payments you wanted me to pay. Yeah, it depends. We could have got it. We don't know. Could have got you cheaper. Don't know because you didn't. You didn't leap. You gotta leap. You gotta take the leap, bro. <laughs> You're so full of shit. Yeah. And I was right there, dude. Like, I would have needed, like... He would have ended up getting payments, and he would have leapt off a cliff because of the high payments that you dude, got. Dude, I had, like, I had Kill about... Eight, nah. I had, like, eighteen, nineteen hundred dollars when it went down. So I had a few hundred left. Like, I was so... Like, I remember I wanted to have, like, a little over $2,000 to put oh, down. And I was, like, right there. Damn. I was fucking right there. And that sucks. But uh, anyways, I go to fucking court. I had the court date. I show up. I'm nervous as fuck because I think they're going to bring up, like, the whole car registration. and The whole like, me being Mexican. And <laughs> all, that, all kinds of other stuff and, like, fucking not having insurance and everything. <laughs> <laughs> and But, like, everyone at the fucking courthouse, by the way, is dressed like a fucking piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, like, are you you seriously expect to get lenient they, when you're in fucking sweatpants? They lost their good clothes at the courthouse. Everybody <laughs> the oh, the jailhouse. Dude, <laughs> they're at the jailhouse. The <laughs> 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 kid right in front of me it was like this uh he was this white kid with like this really greasy curly hair wearing a fucking dolphins jersey i bet the judge is like a raiders fan <laughs> i absolutely like she would like she got hella pissed at this guy because he was like oh i got in trouble for uh dui uh the driving on the wrong side of the road jesus and not having a license and it's like holy really? shit dude laces <laughs> out dude <laughs> <laughs> fucking damn marino <laughs> 
and she's all and and he also and he all over over admitted to smoking weed earlier today or some shit like that. Nigga, I'm hot right and now. It, <laughs> like, and she, and seriously, and she was like, "Oh my fucking like." She's like, <laughs> oh, my oh my fucking god, dude, you're a loser. And she's like, you need to get your. Sh-. She's like, you need to get your shit together. This is ridiculous and everything. And uh, but what I think happened was like that was so extreme when she got to like other people's stuff. She's a little more calm, and she probably already had lunch, which makes you you're nice, in a good mood. You're yeah. ready to. My shit was at like two o'clock, but um, got people don't know that. Explain lunch. that. <laughs> oh yeah, by the way, there's like they've done tests. They vaguely. They <laughs> test where like um, people are more likely to agree or say yes or do you a favor right after they've eaten because you're just in that euphoria. You don't want to be fucking all fucking pissed off and hungry. That's bad. Also, the color blue makes you seem more trustworthy. They've done that. That's a thing. So you like, wore what? blue. So I wore oh, blue yeah. suit. Yeah, you so I wore blue shit. suit. <laughs> He wore the same blue suit to the first court case. Uh, yeah. And she was like, oh, she got no case. <laughs> so boom. Strategery. Case and point. <laughs> so like all she didn't bring up she didn't bring up the registration Strategery. at all. She starts fucking reading it and like the weird with the fucking she was reading it is like she's like, hmm. Falsifying identification to illegally acquire alcohol at underage and i was like whoa there's nothing about that that ever happened <laughs> i don't like, know what those words mean uh, she's like she's like okay hold on hold on and then she starts reading this other thing and she like stops mid-sentence and goes wait i don't even know what that means <laughs> and she's like okay well, you were underage drinking what the fuck? this was some this was some years ago and i was like yeah it was eight years ago and she's like well I guess it's kind of hard to find people, huh? Mm-hmm. And I was just like, nah, I lived in California. I didn't know what to do. <laughs> and, <laughs> and she's like, it's it's okay. So you, I'm just going to charge you a couple of fines uh, for drinking underage and for missing your court date. And we'll just take that out of the bail you posted. And we'll send you a check for the rest. I was like, oh, my God, that's it? Is it fucking over? And just felt so fucking relieved that it was all over. And then I'm done with all that shit. No more fucking warrant. My car is up to fucking all good and everything. But the fact of the matter is I don't have (laughs) $2,300. And I'm fucking so fucking broke. And Stevie's, like, making me borrow money from him. He won't won't let me say no. Making him pay it back on interest and shit. (laughs) It's like, I'm not. I'm like, you're 4% on that. (laughs) I'm not, like. Fuck you! <laughs> I just borrowed. I borrowed hell of money from Stevie. No, I made him borrow my. He tried yeah. to like. No, I got it, and I was like, No, take this. You need food and gas. And he's like, He's like, Hey, this was cheaper than I thought, so I can get back. I was like, I don't even try to give me back that fucking money. <laughs> give me back when you got it. Cause now, nah, fuck that. It's my best friend. I'm not gonna fucking. So yeah, uh, they said like, I'm not. I'm not <laughs> <laughs> the money that I'm gonna get back after the after the bail and everything, like it's gonna be around like I don't know, like nine hundred dollars, and I'm not gonna get that for like six weeks. So I'm like, I gotta fucking survive. And when, like, but uh, and survive. It's, <laughs> and it really sucks because it just so happened this past weekend was uh, the girl I'm dating, uh, Peggy. It was her fucking birthday. And it's so fucking oh, embarrassing. Brutal. So embarrassing when you're a fucking guy and you just go out on a regular fucking date with a girl. Hey, give me your card. <laughs> even, if, like, even if you've been banging for a while, there's a comfortability there. Like the, it's it's not like you're worried about her. It's like you're worried. Like you feel like total shit. Yeah, and I don't like other people seeing somebody pay. It's, that's I do the not worst. like that at all. I always go. <laughs> like give me your card at least like even if it has a different name on it I don't give a fuck like I just I like, feel like and shit. we didn't go like it was us and then another couple that she's friends with 
Oh. And we go oh, to the, see how it is. We go to the, you would have probably paid for all four. Like we go to the, we go to the archery range. I pay for that. I'm like, I'm a little mad here. <laughs> He's like, oh, we want to go to lunch. I'm like, go to lunch. All right, thank you. I'm like, all right, let's go somewhere. Dave Chappelle and half baked. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, yeah. no. Thank you. Uh, we go, it's a beautiful day. Why don't we walk? Let me show you guys how the master does it. <laughs> let's go to a hot dog stand. Like that's what I wanted to do. But <laughs> no, no, we wanted to go. The plan was to go to lunch. And then go to her house and start pregame because a bunch of people are gonna come over and just have like a, a like she like not a bunch of people she wanted a couple of her like really close friends to have a little game night kind of thing. Anyway, like all right, well we're gonna have to go to lunch and then they fucking decide all together. Let's go to sushi, which sushi ain't cheap. It's like fuck. It was like twenty dollars each. Plus all this stuff, and I'm like, fuck, how the fuck? <laughs> this isn't a good idea. Water? Water? Mm-hmm. So I yeah, sit there, like, so before like, everybody saw me. <laughs> in there in front of her friends, and, like, I couldn't even pay for the whole meal myself. Like, we had to, like, basically pay for it together, which was fucking embarrassing. You should have got one roll, bro. bro. One roll. Fuck yeah, that, that all you can eat. still <laughs> nine bucks. It's still a fucking thing. Sneaking everyone's <laughs> shit, like, you gonna go to the bathroom real quick? Like, grabbing their rolls and shit? <laughs> And then uh, after that, like, we went by, like, I'm, like, feeling like shit. We go by the store. She's there to pick up booze. She had to pay for her own booze on her birthday. That's what makes it so much worse is that it's fucking birthday. <laughs> and I can't even buy booze. Fuck, I didn't know it was you got her birthday. You got, you should have I mean, slid that I mean, one I, in. I mean, you I told you, game night. but you weren't paying attention. You just said I game said night. for her birthday. God damn it. You're a piece of shit. Yeah, well, I was really high, so shit, shit happens. We had fun, though. It was fucking hilarious. But, uh, we had a blast. And then, like, to top it off, we're at this fucking store, and she has to buy her own booze. And then she's like, oh, I want some flowers. And I'm like, Fuck <laughs> And then Fuck like, you. like, like, cause she's just like offhandedly. For what? So they could die? <laughs> Jesus, all like, life is, <laughs> and everything dies. <laughs> that's, everything's broke. That's <laughs> like, the kind of the kind of she gets distracted easily. So she's kind of like, ooh, look, flowers, like that. And then, uh, and then her friend's like, oh, oh, and she's like, oh, you want flowers? She's like, oh, these are pretty. And then she goes, hint, like her friend's yelling at me, like hint, hint. And I just like wanted to punch her. <laughs> Shut the. <laughs> Can you come here real quick? Can I talk to you for a second? I was like, <laughs> like, sorry, I just lost fifteen hundred fucking dollars getting out of jail, <laughs> and I know it doesn't sound good. <laughs> nice to meet you. <laughs> but, no, uh, but we like we leave. We're leaving to the car to fucking leave the place, and then like her fucking friend, like like we left out of the store first, and then her friend and her boyfriend come out, and she's like, hey, I, I got, got you flowers. flowers. No, and way. I was just like, oh my. God, like, oh. It was the most humiliating. Oh my God. Like to be like, uh, like <laughs> you're in a relationship with someone and like you can't pay for shit because you went to jail. <laughs> like, it just felt so sh- that, that I would have slapped the flowers out of her hand. Yeah, I would have grabbed And I'm pretty sure it's like so many listeners could fucking relate to that. That's just feeling like shit. Because you can't pay on her birthday. Like Adam Lee, remember that? Right. Man, for like 10 years he felt like that. Back in the day. day. For like 10 oh, years straight. Oh my straight. god. Until recently. Oh man. Yeah, that's my current event. <laughs> no happy ending. Just Jesus. good luck with that. Um, when I was talking about the CIA last week, they made a deal with Samsung that allowed the CIA to just listen to whatever you were doing, even when your TV's off, right? They can tap into it, and they can still hear shit, and they're recording shit or whatever. Is it only Samsung TVs? Because I got an element. It's only Samsung, apparently. <laughs> they, like, have a contract with them. But 
they it did lead to solving a murder case. So apparently this guy broke into this Uh-oh. house, killed somebody, and but it, words were exchanged and they were able to go through the fucking audio that was recorded by the TV and figure out who the murderer was. Opinions? Ooh. They're gonna use that to justify yeah, doing it. Yeah, such yeah. a slippery slow. Terrorism, terrorism. <laughs> it's gonna be just like <laughs> it's gonna be just like that f- fucking uh, that movie Star Wars. Wars. <laughs> that Tom Cruise movie. Remember uh, Minority Report? Was it? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Where we he's like, know, yep. it's they tell the future, so who's gonna make a crime? Yeah. And it's like, fuck you. Oh, yes. Yeah, so, so that's crazy. a really good science fiction book, actually. But I they, thought crime, see- as, I, as Captain America once said. I thought crime usually came after the punishment. <laughs> That's a Winter Soldier. You wouldn't know that though, Chris, because you never watched it. <laughs> Did you watch Civil War? What? You watched Civil War, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay, good. Still never watched mine. What the? God. <laughs> it's like watching fucking Freddy Krueger three, and being like, I get it. See <laughs> 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 you don't. You gotta watch the first one to understand. <laughs> I just think it's fucked up that it actually did something good, even though, like, <laughs> in its nature, it's horrible. Like, it's fucked up. Dude, it's that's just up. like, dude, that's 1984. That's exactly what 1984 is by George Orwell. Them listening through the TV. That's the whole fucking thing of them well, always watching. He was obviously from the future, and everybody should have paid attention. Oh, him and, yeah, Aldous Huxley, dude. They're both fucking, like, they they must a know, lot They must have had a time machine. You know, the next, you know what the next step is, though, right? Motherfuckers. Next step is when uh, Overlord Trump gets a little upset. <laughs> by this time in the future, he's, he's that... <laughs> he's an evil. He's an evil villain, but uh, we're gonna just like in fucking North Korea, we're gonna get assassinated for not being sad enough with him. Oh, that'd be crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's listening on the element right now. I know All the is. bad actors in a dystopian future get fucked up. You know how many people <laughs> would die if they had to get if they were killed for disrespecting Trump? Like this would be like they'd be like twelve people in the United States. Are doing great. <laughs> <laughs> that's all. That's it. Everyone else is fucked. Oh, that's so funny. It's so Fucking true. Fucking Trump, dude. Oh, that's good stuff. 2017, you guys, you and me, let's get some fries. I'm sorry, Adney. I know you want to cry for not being able to afford sushi A car. Oh. with your friends and her guy. <laughs> that's sad. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> Fucking bullshit. <laughs> oh, that was a segue into the movie talk. So movies. <laughs> yeah, so movies happened. Okay, so at the beginning of the year, we decided, hey, we're going to list off all the movies we're most looking forward to in the first six months of 2017. Well, it's been a couple months. A bunch of movies have come out we've been looking forward to. And I was like, why don't we just do like quick fucking quick-ass reviews about how we felt about those uh, movies and were we reviews. right to anticipate them? The problem is, is I haven't seen any of the new movies. Yeah, so, so it's gonna be you. It's gonna be you. That's yeah. all you guys haven't seen. I haven't seen them. I, I no, I'm fucking broke, man. Any of, like any of the movies that you, you wanted to see? I haven't seen nothing. Everything that I've seen is either on Netflix or was a st- nominated for a stupid Oscar and it was horrible. Sorry, guys. You know no, you we figured know. you would name the movie and then we would talk about you seeing them. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so <laughs> fun. The fir- okay, so the first movie that was on my list was fucking Underworld. Right. Which. Okay, look. Which only you I saw knew, it. I <laughs> and knew. And I'm never going to watch that. My head said it's going to be a bad movie, dude. You know it's going to be a bad fucking movie, but I got to believe. You got <laughs> to have faith. I believe. In Kate Beckinsale. But they, oh, God, this movie was a fucking faith mess. I've talked about That's how this movie, movie was bad. I've talked about how it was bad. But really dive in. <laughs> um, they basically, 
they try to come up with newer concepts for the universe that Underworld takes place in while simultaneously forgetting all the cool shit from the older movie. And like they try to like they they try to have their cake and eat it too by remembering a lot of the things that happened in older movies and then making up their new lore and like none of it fucking connects. Like you forgot what your the and by the way, it part of it is because the original creative team behind the very first Underworld, which is still a really cool fucking movie. I've they're seen all, the original. They're all gone. All the people that like created the concept and like that whole thing that created that universe, they all left the fucking movies because they just fucking they're done. Because they understood that it was milked. Like yeah. we got all the squeeze out of it. <laughs> it did. And these mother, and they're like, no, we got to keep it up. And it's like you're basically your movies have been just resting on the very sexy ass hips of Kate Beckinsale. And what they try to do in this movie is one of the things they try to do is like add another protagonist which is like this young dude that like the actor is like fucking 20 something he, he looks like one of the generic ass dudes from divergent <laughs> like just generic middle like young white kid generic is like the actor dudes. like that's how they pick that's how that's the casting call but and he like they try to make him like this roy this he's royalty and he has like a throne he has to inherit and they give him a broadsword, but he's still dressed like he shops at Kohl's. <laughs> and it, like, it's like, you're making no fucking sense. Like, you don't try to push out Kate Beckinsale. She's the only reason you have a franchise. And you're going to fucking know, but we need this new white kid with the sword. And they tried to do, like, fan, like a lot more fantasy-type shit, but it just didn't fit. Like, you already established... The movies were established about how it's these ancient, like, monsters, vampires and werewolves, but it's in a modern-day setting, and everything's modern, and that, it's fucking... Oh, then that they're going modern. to the fantasy world? <laughs> and, to the, like, and trying to do that, they hired a Game of Thrones actor to play the main antagonist. The main bad guy is a I Game of Thrones that, actor. Yeah. And you might think, Game of Thrones actor? Which one? Oh, my God, that sounds awesome. Like, like the Hound? Or the Mountain? Oh, <laughs> you'll be really great is Tormont Giant's Bane, because he's a fucking wildling. He's perfect for a werewolf. Werewolves in the universe are a little dumb, but they're super strong, and they act wild as fuck. They're very feral. They wear, like, a lot of ratty clothes. Like wildlings. Sorry. Perfect for wildlings. So why not have Tormont's Giant's Bane play your main werewolf bad guy? No, they got the fucking moron who plays Brendan Tully. Uh, <laughs> like, what? His, his what? only purpose in Game of Thrones was to first off look like an idiot in season three when Rob Stark told him to hold his position and he fucking charged and he mm. lost 300 fucking men. Yep. And even though Rob Stark was going to capture the mountain, so they lost the mountain. And his second job in all of the Game of Thrones show is to be captured and be a prisoner. And that's it. That's all he fucking does. He he was the guy getting married at the red wedding. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but they got that guy who they looks like a him? dope. He looks like such a fucking. He does. Dope. He doesn't even fit in anything. His stupid fucking hair. He has a he has a Dumb and Dumber <laughs> haircut. Stupid he has Jim Carrey's haircut from Dumb and Dumber in Game of the Thrones. The bowl cut. Yeah. They tried to fix that. Say, let's grow his hair out. So he has long let's hair. It. He has long straight hair. That's like parted in the middle, but he has like a receding hairline, so his forehead's enormous. So <laughs> so he looks, looks like, like a fucking goober. So he looks like fucking Nicolas Cage in every movie <laughs> yes, with long dude. hair. <laughs> he looks like Nicolas Cage when he had that weird fucking haircut. I don't like Nicolas Cage with long hair. It bothers me. No, it's weird. But it's Nicolas Cage in Superman Lives. <laughs> yeah, dude. Hell of that. Fucking super bad. long hair parted in the center. <laughs> and they try to make this like this whole thing about they try to like, add politics into it, like vampire politics. Son. Like, vampiric, oh like, my fucking god! Like they're like trying not. to steal from like oh Game of Thrones Blade? does politics, so let's do that. And kind of Blade, how they yeah. sort of do it a little bit. Like, it was 
It's just they took like and with, Vampire oh, Society the, or the fucking stupid Blood show with on HBO. Two like, Blood. Two Blood. <laughs> Same one. Yeah, like what's another show that had a great concept and then like just shat all over it. Shat on good concept. And here's the thing is the last movie, Underworld Awakening, also a bad movie. But it was better. You, just, you decided because, to give this one a chance? Because there's <laughs> it's Kate Beckinsale. That's sad. But, uh, You're not fucking her, so it's even more sad. No, but I really like this girl, so I'm going to go listen to her poetry. She's, That's what you Oh, no. Because, uh, A, I don't like... I don't, I'm going to go to open mic. Because I don't like... Because no, nobody likes poetry. So, fuck you. But people like, like, I, I like action sequences. <laughs> Her actions, she always, she's really good at selling a fucking action sequence. You just sequence. said, like, she's such a good blowjob skills that I will go watch her poetry and open mic. That's exactly what you just said. Not at all. <laughs> actions. You're fucking stretching. <laughs> You're a piece of shit. But, fuck you, man. You're <laughs> stretching. Yeah, fuck you, man. Uh, in the last movie, they introduced, like, three kind of cool concepts. One of it was, like, the idea of the super werewolf. That's basically a werewolf on steroids. Kind of goofy, but it was still, they had potential of being cool. The second concept they introduced was that human beings know now. The world knows about vampires and werewolves. You could have had an incredible movie like that, but they kind of shat the bed on that one and placed it at like 20 years in the future. <laughs> Every, you, everyone, you, fu- you, fu- you done fucked up with your concept. Everyone the likes third to do concept, shit in the future. third concept they fucked up is they actually gave her a daughter in the last movie. And it's like, holy shit, now she has a daughter? Not like her whole character arc, like her whole like motivation is that as a human being, she lost all of her family to werewolves, and then a vampire saved her and turned her into one, and that's why she's so determined to cure werewolves and why she's the best at it. Like, that's her character motivation in the very first movie. Then she finds out that was all a lie. A vampire killed her family. <laughs> oh, you know, she's stuck, right? In her own but head, that's not, right? But, but hey, she's a vampire, right? That's not a hit nor there. The point now she's like, what she do? She kill vampires or werewolves? Then <laughs> a vampires kill a family, right? Like, and her, she got M night. Like, she got M night. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, that bitch got M night. Like that's a thing now. That's a new thing. M night. When so you get has, twisted, so she's like, she's never really, she never really had a family. The one, like the vampire, she thought was like a family member betrayed her. So she has like nothing. That's her character, and now, oh, you gave her a daughter, so now she has something to care about. What is someone who spent her whole life killing? All she knows is for 100 years is killing things. What does that person act like when they have a child? You could have explored that, but you didn't. You did a stupid super werewolf. You focused on the stupid werewolf and and made it goofy instead of focusing on the child-mother dynamic that you could have had with the character. Okay, you fucked up that movie. You got another movie. Where you could focus on that, but in this brand new movie, Blood Wars, they like they bring up that she has a daughter, but you never see her. <laughs> she, like they're like, she has a daughter. Yeah, we know that. Let's forget about that. Forget about. That. Look over here. Look <laughs> for her in the and budget. Like, but yeah, the <laughs> movie cell phone calls and shit. Yeah, thanks, babysitter. I'll see you later. Like it's, <laughs> just to, like oh, it's cleared up with the babysitter. <laughs> Mom is out killing. <laughs> All three of those concepts they forgot about. In this last movie, so they they're just like yeah, throwing shit away. Yeah, it would have to be away. a babysitter. Couldn't be the parents. The parents are dead. Yeah, what, why are you in our mind, Katie? About that, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Little <old> Katie Beckinsale, and <laughs> Little Katie Beck. Okay. <laughs> okay, the next movie that I, that I was looking forward to was John Wick Two, which I'm gonna say it's not as good as the first one. It's like. The motivation for the first one was amazing. His dog got killed, so he goes on a fucking murder that's rampage. That's everybody. Everybody was in on that. You want to know why? You kill my dog, I fucking kill you. That's you turn the page, I fuck your mother. Everybody, that's, <laughs> that's what it is. Like don't fuck with my everybody dog. Everybody fucking loves dogs, and then like, and that movie was awesome, and it was like there was a lot of mystery, and they create. But what that movie also did, that it, it like expanded on, it created this universe. 
the John Wick kind of world where like there's like a secret underworld of assassins and there's this one place, this one huge hotel in New York where it's like no one's allowed to kill anyone on these grounds. Like when you're here, you can't kill any other assassin. Even if you're a client, you got a million dollar contract on a client. If that person you're supposed to kill is there, you can't do shit about it until they leave. Those are the fucking rules. And if you break that rules, the organization that runs everything, basically like a fucking union for assassins, <laughs> they'll fucking ambush you and murder you. Like that's the price of breaking the rules of the continental. And they also they don't use like they don't use cash. They use like these really cool like gold bitcoins. coins. Continental <laughs> coins. It's like, like bitcoins. And you can pay for, like you can pay for anything. It's like you can ask for favors. No matter what it is, you can just give them a coin. And like you want a room, here's a coin. Like all that kind of. And so it, everything's only a coin. Nice. I can get an I escort for a no, coin. There's different times where like like he like. Pays like when he has there's a whole he throws the fucking every like everything like, everything assa- like a king, assa- like, like uh-huh. listen, everything an assassin would need there's a little service for it so there's this a huge fucking world that they created in the first John Wick movie where he like he calls this guy and he's basically asking for like it's like he's like asking for a steam cleaner like can I get my uh, carpet cleaned or whatever kind of shit and this old creepy ass dude shows up with like a dozen humongous motherfuckers and they clean like the 20 bodies out of John yeah. Wick's house. Uh, and they first yeah. try to come in and kill him, yep. And, it, and they hands him like a shit ton of coins. And that's how, and they, so they created this universe and they left it kind of mysterious. You didn't get to know a whole lot about it, just a little bit. It's like, all right, now they have an opportunity to expand on it. And they did in the second one, John Wick 2, they do expand on the universe, but it also gets a little confusing. Yeah, yeah. it makes sense. <laughs> it's like they're like, okay, this idea and that idea without fully having, you know, like out. they didn't do like George R. R. Martin type of, world building in their own head then take it to the fucking page they just kind of what can we put on the page right now yeah everyone throw in your ideas we'll write them all down we'll do Do a lot but there is some we'll do a fucking lot (laughs) but there is some really cool scenes of him when he get when he's getting his gear and like the way he interacts with these people who like when he gets when he wants to get his guns he goes to this underground place and this guy is talking to him as if he's talking about like dessert wait would you say would you say this place is an Underworld, Eddie. <laughs> <laughs> Underworld of Assassins. Yes, it is. It's very Kate much. Kate Beckinsale show up. She's, one, she's one with the coins, shut bro. Up. She's because selling the coins. That's her day job. That's why she needs a baby. She should have. No, it was the daughter. Because instead of getting a great action fucking star like Kate Beckinsale, they got fucking Ruby Rose to play as Assassin, oh. which I was really mad about until I found out that she's a mute. She doesn't say a single word throughout the movie. She has a little bit of sign language. It makes her so much more tolerable. <laughs> oh, damn. Women yeah. take notes. <laughs> <laughs> the movie was actually really fucking cool. I talked about it when we talked about Common because Common is awesome in it. He has like, some great fights against John Wick. Uh, the movie was really cool. There's a really weird Lawrence Fishburne as the king of the hobos storyline. Did they touch on that? Basically, that awesome. <laughs> basically, every homeless person is like a spy for for, for Lawrence Fishburne. No way, my little birds. <laughs> That's <laughs> yeah, so yeah. fucking cool. So that Game of Thrones in it up right now. <laughs> and like there was so like a lot of these like little extra expanding on the world things were like really cool. And that's what drives the plot line is this new thing where you have a marker where it's like your word that you have to keep no matter what. And John Wick, it turns out, he gave his marker to this shitty motherfucker who's now, hey, John Wick, you're back to killing people. Great. I'm gonna need you to kill my sister so I can get all her power, and like, and that's what that's what that's your call to adventure. But uh, so it doesn't have the same heart and doesn't have the same like purpose. Great and, introduction yeah. and like what gets you fucking going. Not just like the like the introduction to this world that was so fucking awesome. They didn't expand on it as well as you would have hoped, although it was still pretty good. Well, the justification of him like the first one spoilers, him being able to kill and come back and like kill these people. 
you're justified because of the, the dog. And you're like, fuck and his yeah. car. Fuck yeah. Oh, yeah, Anna's car. Yeah. And you're like, fuck yeah, dude. You're so happy at the end. So probably the justification of this second one, it's not as much of a payoff because you don't relate immediately like you did the first one. You can't keep holding on to the puppy rope from the first yeah, one. Because like, his... He's still upset because of the puppy. Well, no, he killed those people. So what's... Like, <laughs> you can't say the, that, like the, the, the dog probably, the <laughs> like, probably the best part of the movie was like the beginning where it's like a, it's the last continuation of the first John Wick. Mm-hmm. And he, like, he kills the Russian mob boss at the end of the first one. And then he goes and kills his brother in the beginning of the second when he finally finds his brother. His brother's scared shitless. And the guy who plays his brother, you're going to love this, is the guy from Armageddon who's the Russian fucking oh, astronaut. No Russian Kupon, it's American Kupon, it's all made in Taiwan. He plays a Russian, my favorite guy ever, dude. He plays a Russian again. And he's all like, and he's all like, fucking Jowicks, he's coming. And he's like so terrified. Just like, And that's what was so fun about the, one of the reasons it was so fun in the last movie. And he's like, oh, he's coming for his fucking car. And, like, <laughs> and he finds out, like, we have his car. We'll leave him his fucking car. <laughs> and, like, and, so, and that's what the beginning of the movie, like the first action sequence is uh, John Wick finishing the first movie by Were finding. like, oh, oh, oh. And you're yeah. the only one in the theaters like that? Like, all excited? <laughs> no one else got yeah. it? But uh, he, finally, uh, he finally kills off the rest of this, Russian, this particular Russian family. And he finally gets his car back. He finally got his car back. But in doing so, he, like, destroyed it. And he finally brings it back to where he lives, but he calls up Johnny Legs, John Leguizamo, yeah. who owns a fucking chop shop. Yep. And he's like, hey, man, can you fix it? Can you help me? And they had this like fun conversation, but that was John one of the problems I had. Is that me they, too. not enough Johnny Legs? Come dude, on, more! Love... Every movie needs more dude, Johnny Legs. I don't give he a could fuck. have John his own movie. It's fucking incredible. Yeah. In this so universe, good. he runs it. The first one, he's a dude, amazing. Yeah. What the fuck are you doing with this car? Like, dude, <laughs> he like loses his mind. On Leon Grejo, dude. Yeah. <laughs> that fuck, dude. What the fuck? Like, he, dude, I love that part. Do you even know what the fuck you? Do you realize what you've done? And this is it, like, because like also in the first one, like, like John Leg was on my bigger part. Yeah. It's a big points for that one. He was actually cool. It made you want to know more about that character. Like, what's that character story? He seems like he'd be interesting. How did to watch. he get into this? How to become the leader of this chop shot who isn't afraid to beat the shit out of like his boss's son? Oh, yeah. can we get a spinoff? Maybe that's what I'm saying. The whole John Wick universe. <laughs> it's, cable. it's possible because there's, there's a lot of really cool assassins, like Common, for example. But um, oh, anyway, should have done it with they Netflix. Could, they could do a bunch his, of spiders. His like, motivation spider off to a bunch of different stories. That'd be really cool. His motivation in the first movie was like Stevie said, his dog. His, his main motivation was you killed my dog. At the end of this, at the end of that movie, it's basically over. Second movie, you can't have him still going with his dog like Stevie said. So the motivation that they make is you get a second puppy and then have him kill the second <laughs> puppy. Yeah, um, not gonna do this again. <laughs> so. The motivation is is he's not invested in killing anyone he's basically forced into a situation where he has to kill and so there's not the same it's not a revenge story it's, yeah anymore. it's not he's not there for revenge now he's not there because he's so angry about what happened to him he's there because he kind of has to be and so it loses sucks. it loses he got out the same of it in the first place so it's almost like he didn't want to do this and now he's forced to so it's like fuck that's that's terrible because the only re- revenge is what drove that fucking movie you wanted everyone it's dead super good revenge because flick. of the dog and the second time it, no, there's no point. You your just char- made a movie yeah. to make the movie. Like your character of John Wick, this the, uh, Baba Yaga, as they call him, is he's unstoppable. He just rolls over everyone. That's a boring movie usually. If your action is just rolling through everyone, super easy. It's like, well, where's the everyman? I don't know, where's, where's the where's the part where I'm actually worried about the stakes of this movie? John Wick didn't really need that because it was. Oh no! Fuck yeah! Get revenge on those dog killers. Like, uh-huh. like you didn't care. And plus, what I really loved about the first one—that's how revenge movies work. And what I loved about the first one—he was John Wick before the movie started. Then, when the movie started, you find out as it goes on, like, 
oh, that guy, that guy retired. He's out. I love that they didn't like give me this crazy badass story like the like the like an assassin movie. No, it was like he was already a beast. He retired, been doing this crazy ass thing, and now he's back for revenge. So that's what made it so cool. It's like we didn't have to have this build up of like his his fucking uh, his story. You didn't want to. You don't have to get this background story of like him growing up this certain way, right? And he, I was just, yeah. Shoot, right? I'm, gonna, yeah. I'm gonna get on that in a minute uh, because there is a proposed Netflix series. Mm. Oh, what? but um. Overall, the movie was good, but they do this one thing. Like in the first movie, the Russian mob boss. Who that guy who plays a Russian mob boss in the first movie is fucking fantastic. Yeah, he does a really. He needs good to job. be in every Russian mob movie ever now. <laughs> he needs to be in every Guy Ritchie movie too. But anyways, uh, there's a point where he talks about he once saw John Wick kill three men in a bar with a pencil. A fucking pencil. That's nothing. I saw Nikki do that in fucking Casino. Yes, yeah, so, <laughs> that was one. That guy. was Goodfellas. That was no, one that guy. Was the, no, that wasn't Casino. That was one guy. Yeah. Yeah. He killed with one pen. guy with a pen. Yeah, with a pen. This is a pencil. It breaks, and he kills three guys. And they actually have John Wick kill three guys with a pencil in the second movie. Oh, that's cool. Just as like a not like, hey, you guys, we're actually gonna show you what that would look like. Mm-hmm. But uh, that, it was good. It was fucking definitely a fucking awesome movie. Don't expect it to be better than the original, but both are fucking awesome. Yeah, the original was fucking amazing. It was like such a fucking welcome back. Still haven't seen it. Welcome back. You haven't seen it? Dude, I don't watch a lot of new movies. I'm broke. This one's old now, so you can watch it. You gotta pirate shit. (laughs) You know what I'm talking about? Stop pirating. Pirate shit. My pirate life's over. Uh, Next is the Lego Batman movie. Yeah, we didn't watch it. Yeah, I really want to see this one, though. I'll be excited you guys watch that one. one. Fuck. Uh, <laughs> like we told you, let me see your list. Nope, there was mind. a lot of, of dude. <laughs> there was a lot of people who were saying that this is the best Batman movie ever. Which uh, calm down, <laughs> it's not the best Batman movie ever. I think that was a lot of people who kind of jumped on the bandwagon of that idea. One person said it. Yeah, let's agree because fuck Ben Affleck or whatever. And other yeah, people is, were hating on Ben. Fuck Zack Snyder. We've already yeah, kind of stuck in the <laughs> and like it's so we talked about it last week. <laughs> also, a lot of people who maybe don't. Like, like, because the Bagel Batman does a really good job of spoofing Batman. You could tell that the people making this movie know who Batman is. They know exactly what that character is, and they just spoof it, and they make it really funny. The movie is legitimately funny as fuck. <laughs> and, funny uh, as fuck. But it's just, it, it is, like, it's not the best Batman movie ever, right? It's not the, he's not the best version of Batman ever. So calm down, guys, seriously. But movie is fucking fantastic it's so good it doesn't have the same heartfelt message and like real gravitas as the original lego movie but it's fucking great they do really interesting nods to like all every other iteration of batman no way yeah they talk and they they, uh like basically alfred is talking to batman he talks about how all he went through those weird phases and (laughs) phases of of the, suits, of, of, Joel, suits. of the Joel Schumacher movies, the, the Tim Burton movies, the crotch and the nipples. Did they yeah, nipples? There's that one time yes. you were really into this, and this time you're really into that, and just the just hitting every Batman breast. movie ever, all the way back to Adam West. Breastplate like, nipples, dude. That's the one I want to touch on the most, dude. Yeah, he and like he fucking brings it up, and like they hit it, and like they hit like all the Rogues Gallery gets a like a at least a second of scream time, all the way to fucking Calendar Man to the Condiment King. Like, those stupidest villains ever. Like, like yeah, well, how stupid is Like, they're basically pointing out, like, hey, Batman fans, remember how stupid this thing was? And look Wink. how far we've come. Yeah. And uh, fucking Michael Sarah plays Robin. <laughs> and no, it's perfect. He's super needy. <laughs> and, like, not at all what Robin is, but, like, the goofier version. And it's, like, they spoof that perfectly. Will Arnett crushes it as, like, this fucking super 
immature version of Batman and the personality of he Bruce Wayne. You played in the Lego too, no? Oh, yeah, the, yeah. The, okay, perfect. That's yeah. why they're like, yeah. Will Arnett, you killed it. Please yeah. do a, your own movie now. I like how he's like, he does a voice a little bit. Yeah, no, But he's super yeah. dirty, like him warming up the Hella show in the microwave yeah. <laughs> I feel like he wanted to more spoof Kevin Conroy than he spoofed Christian Bale because what Pete Holmes did was spoof Christian Bale. Yeah, hell of a What man. it seems, what it feels like Will Arnett is doing is he's spoofing Kevin Conroy, who is the best Batman. And he he's fucking funny as hell at it. He's really great. There's a lot of good nods. Um, Zach Alphanakis is actually the Joker. No way. Pretty good. Seriously? Pretty. I gotta say, pretty good. Whoa. Better Zach. than Jared Leto. Like, <laughs> oh, of course. Uh, <laughs> Kevin Conroy's a better Joker than <laughs> fucking Jared Leto. But not like, and Rosario That's Dawson funny. plays Batgirl. And she does a fucking awesome job. Which her cousin's a comic book writer. He did the original art for mm-hmm. uh, Big Hero, Big Hero Six. Six. Yeah. yeah, and which is my friend Travis's friend. You're really good friends with. Six degrees of separation. Yeah, but uh, yeah, Bat- Lego She's Batman dating, movie. Uh, Andre. Uh, Eric Andre. Andre Arlovsky. Arlovsky. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wow. really bringing things full circle. <laughs> okay, that like yeah, great fucking movie. It was really awesome. Next movie is not a good fucking movie. This was really bad. I knew it going oh, in. I know what this it one stands is. for everything that I hate. Not everything, but a lot of things I hate about Hollywood. You actually watched this, though? Which is The Great Wall. Okay. <laughs> you, Starring you sat Matt Damon. Two hours of Matt Damon. Hey, whoa, 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 whoa. Good Will Hunting is why he sat through I mean, this movie. You got to give sat through first, every Matt Damon movie. You got to give Matt Damon respect because he the co-wrote the screenplay for Good Will Hunting, starting it great. He's great in The Martian. He's good in the Bourne movies. I mean, he's kind of cool. What's yeah. the other one? There's another one. Well, where he plays well, a oh, futuristic was, uh, guy. No, Elysium. The Departed. Elysium. He was good in The Departed. Oh, The Departed. But, the, the Departed and Elysium, fucking awesome movies, in in my opinion. I, I like Matt Damon, but Matt Damon. I like, I like Matt Damon. <laughs> <laughs> Son of a bitch. You, know, you notice anything about those movies? The, all those great um, movies with Matt Damon in them. He doesn't have a ponytail. <laughs> Boom! Boom! Wanna why? Because they never take place in the distant past. Matt Damon does not belong in medieval anything. <laughs> same with fucking uh, goddamn Michael Douglas. No, well, same with I was gonna say fucking. Uh, we just talked about him from Tim John Allen. Wick. John Wick. Tom and Tim Allen. Tim Allen. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, Tim Allen does not belong in the past. I wasn't wrong. I wasn't wrong. No, from Keanu Reeves? Keanu Reeves. Keanu Reeves oh. cannot do a fucking, what is it, period piece. He cannot do a period piece. <laughs> He's trying. It's hilarious. Watch all those movies. Keanu Reeves yeah, is the there's shit. A, yeah, there's a fucking movie where Keanu Reeves is a period piece, and he's like wearing like those little fluffy like English shirts. He's like, <laughs> Tries to do it. He can't do accents. Vampire movie. How can he do he does those movies if he can't do accents? He can't even do a southern accent. He's from America. <laughs> How the fuck can he be an Englishman? Or southern accent is the easiest accent ever. He can't it really pull is. it off. Watch Devil's Advocate. He cannot pull Talk it off. Talk about this. I love Keanu Reeves, though. But so this is not about Keanu Reeves because Keanu Reeves did John Wick. John Wick's amazing. Go watch it. But Matt Damon does not belong in the distant past. This movie, The Great Wall, takes place... In like, I think it was like the 1400s. That makes sense. I, I want to say 1400s, right? right? We're going to build a wall. The Mongolians are going to pay for it. It's going to be the greatest wall ever. It's going to be great. But uh, it's, okay, so. I'm going to make China great again. First off, yeah. I hated this movie because it's that same thing where it's like, well, we got to get a white actor to always be the hero. Even if our movie's taking place in China and it's about the Great Wall of fucking China. Of what? We'll throw in one. <laughs> China. We'll throw in, it's, yeah. it's, it's like an all like fucking Asian cast. Does he play it? Does we he got have an one, accent? We got one Hispanic, Pedro Pascal, but we gotta have a white dude. 
Matt Damon <laughs> of all fucking people. Like I can, Matt Damon. I mean, I mean, okay, look, you. <laughs> there is a world. There is a world. No, stop with just look. Look, <laughs> in which you could have casted a white actor to be in this movie, and it would have been forgiven. But not Matt Damon. He doesn't belong here in any past movie. He doesn't belong in China. Especially, right? they, they should have been a fucking Asian actor. Neeson. You can put Liam in there. They had bad work. Like, okay, so Matt Damon. Tries to do an accent. Oh yeah, which accent is it? I have no fucking. Uh, neither does he. I'm gonna try something, guys. <laughs> I mean, you're Matt Damon. Go ahead, you try. Like, to... At first, I didn't. Like, I couldn't tell he was doing an accent. I just sounded like Matt Damon. And then I was like, wait, did he just say a word weird? And I started listening. Like, oh wow, he's going on and off on an accent. He doesn't know if he should do it or not. We gotta he's like, fucking kill these Chinamen, kid. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, dude, this wall is huge. Oh, no, he's protecting the Chinese. The Mongolians look hurt, Jay. <laughs> <laughs> He's fighting lizard monsters, so he's like, "We got a f- wicked bad lizard infestation, bro." But he's, do you like Mongolians? <laughs> How do you like them, Mongolians? <laughs> so he's trying to do an accent, which he can't keep up. He keeps losing it on accident, going way too departed with it. Um, <laughs> wait, so, wait, hold on. I know what they're trying to do. The Mongolians, they think you just come up with a Mongolian Trojan horse, right? <laughs> and then when they opened up, they get the sweet and sour pork on their head. <laughs> okay. I pray around. <laughs> pray around. That's stupid. Oh, I got the swing job walk on my goddamn Mongolian. Who's telling you the story about this stupid fucking movie? I just said it. <laughs> In the movie, I swear to fucking God, it's about aliens. <laughs> no fucking way. <laughs> Watching too much fucking History Channel, like ancient how was, aliens. How was the Great Wall? Is. How was the Great Wall created? Okay, listen. I know you think I'm crazy, right? Aliens. Here's the thing. Um, this, in the movie, they say a meteor hit the fucking Earth, and out of this meteor was a bunch of came the Chinese. <laughs> <laughs> out of this meteor came a bunch alien, of alien lizard monsters. Now the alien lizard monsters. What? Have a queen, and she leads all the monsters to attack China. That's why they built the wall, apparently. (laughs) What? Wait! So it took about four days, and they got it. (laughs) And apparently, these monsters attack every sixty years, which is a very arbitrary number. You're fucking up. No, it's not. I just mentioned it at the beginning of the episode. Sixty years, Adney. 68 weeks, 60 seconds, and 60 minutes. You sound like Jim Carrey in 23. 60 minutes, okay? Hold on, listen. 60 minutes, all right? The news. We're trying to touch on the news, right? 60 minutes, right? And Uh, the news got a a hold of the Chinaman Uh and Matt Damon that the aliens came to Earth, right? Uh It was on the news, so they watched it. 60 minutes, boom. Fake news. 60 months to grow Uh his ponytail, right? (laughs) Okay? Uh Yeah? And so 60 Chinamen and one Matt Damon and one Pedro Pascal decided every... 60 years but they don't age which is weird um, because ooh, because they age one every 60 years Adney right I'm, I'm lost go ahead so that's what the Chinese that's are doing that's how I was like that's the movie <laughs> you just <don't... laughs> and so like... wait, are there really no Mongolians <laughs> <laughs> Is that the name of the fuck? <laughs> so is there So is there no Mongolians? Is there really no Mongolians? So sad. That's how you're pitching it. That's how he's doing it. He's making you think about Mongolians. Mongolians have nothing to do with this movie. Which is the dumbest thing ever, because they're the reason. That's the reason they built the wall! Yeah, exactly. Watch Mulan! Jesus! <laughs>
They didn't watch Mulan. Oh, but, oh this wasn't Mulan? <laughs> it was a different name. So, uh, story of my guy, right? So check it out. <laughs> Apparently the Chinese have no idea how to beat the giant lizard monsters, even though they know there's a queen, and they're all, we need to attack the queen. It's like, but they never actually do it. They're like waiting for their white savior, obviously. <laughs> Why wouldn't you? And at the same He's time... He's praying like in fucking... What's it called? Hacksaw Ridge? Matt, Matt, just one listen, more. I, mean, I want to get. I want to try to get through this fast. Weird accent. <laughs> just one more, please. <laughs> just one more wizard, people. Just give me one more wizard. That's all I ask. Are you saying wizard? No, wizard. 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 <laughs> They're cold. They don't like the cold. We wait till the cold comes, right? Every 60 years is when, is when the sun comes out, right? So we don't want to do them in the cold because they're cold-blooded, right? The movie's not very smart. <laughs> <laughs> the movie itself. I just don't even know why he would have signed on like, that say, project. Stevie's trying to make the movie sound dumb, but it's like it's dumb without that. You know what I mean? Okay, so... so Back to the, okay, so that's what's going on <laughs> with China. Meanwhile, Will Hunting and Oberyn Martell travel together, okay, and they're like mercenaries. They kill people for money, and they hear rumors of black powder. Oh, I heard you dig. And I'm, <laughs> that's basically, I heard that black powder is a thing. So they're on search for black powder. That's why they're going to China. On the way, they accidentally kill a lizard monster alien thing. Oh, nice. Actually, Oberyn kills it because he's Oberyn. <laughs> By the way, Pedro Pascal basically plays Oberyn Martell. Yeah, but. A lot younger and more immature. Uh, basically, the Ober Martell that fucked that great lord's uh, wife and mistress at the same time. And gets kicked out, yeah. And has to go into exile. He's like a teenager being exiled to travel the world. So it's all, that's, like, it's all connected, right? <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what Adney just did. Basically, <laughs> that's what's going on. Because like, when, when this take, Game of Thrones happened. Because <laughs> like when, when he was Oberyn Martell in Game of Thrones, he was very mature. He was still like cocky, but he had this like swagger about him that was confidence. It's, it's real. This is defined confidence I've seen the world I'm educated and intelligent I know what I'm doing I'm very calm and confident but the, the and basically Pedro Pascal was like okay I'm gonna go for the same kind of character that's what they want that's why I got hired yeah. do the exact same fucking accent except I'm gonna be really immature and kind of like of a dick so that's what he does so like the times with him are pretty there's like there's times with him that are cool times that are boring when he's like you know just hanging out with Matt Damon it's old <laughs> Matt Damon's supposed to be like this incredible archer and it just it looks so stupid with his fucking CG arrows uh, I go to wasting arrows I'm the no, best because <laughs> no I'm not saying, I'm just saying I get only Matt's eyes <laughs> only Matt Damon looks bad doing archery that's all I'm saying I'm not saying anybody I'm not saying I am judging archery I'm saying Matt Damon looks bad trying to be this magical like I swear to god he wants to show off his skills so he has fucking Pedro Pascal throw a little tiny rice fucking bowl into the air and Matt Damon shoots three arrows super fast like Legolas from Lord of the Rings mm -hmm. and one of them hits the bowl and like hits it towards a fucking beam that's holding up the fucking ceiling like just a little steady beam and then the other two arrows land right underneath the bowl to catch it. Oh, And it's great. just so dumb. The CGI was really badly done, too. But I don't know. They fucked up by not only... There's, like, there's no real development at all for Pedro Pascal's character. Like, he should have been the movie. He should have just cut Matt Damon's character out completely and just had Pedro Pascal go from the whiny asshole who only... He's pretending to help so he can steal black powder and the learning his lesson and then fighting. Mm-hmm. 
But instead, they had Pedro Pascal want to steal the black powder and leave, and Matt Damon wanting to stay and fight. So it's like you split a character arc between two characters, so neither one really gets any development. And Pedro Pascal ends the movie stealing black powder and running away, then gets caught by Matt Damon, and Matt Damon's like, ah, I'll let you go. So there's no development for a fucking Pedro Pascal's character at fucking all. Also, that stupid cliche this movie ends with is you they killed the queen and all the other alien lizard monsters just drop dead. Ah. I'm so fucking sick of movies creating giant armies that our heroes have to fight and they're outnumbered and all they have to do is kill the one leader and then all the, the army dies. It's such a cheap way to do it. I do not fucking like it. I know Avengers did it and yeah, it bugged me in the movie Avengers 2. All that type, like it, like that one didn't really make sense for this. Uh, like in Alien, the first uh, um, Independence Day movie, it made sense, kind of to me. <laughs> I get you. You kill the queen, and it lets you kill the other, but it lets you kill the others. You still got to kill the others. It really fucking bugged me that all they there had. There was to, a new one that just came out that did that. Like they killed the queen, and then everything else just like fell dead. And I can't yeah, and like these aren't machines who can't function without the main fucking like. Right, system yeah. no they're like organic beings because the queen died the other ones like turned to dust it was so cheap and dumb the great wall was a horrible fucking movie i'm glad i pirated it Hollywood, <laughs> fuck you make pedro the star of your movie and i swear i'll go to the theater and spend my 15 fucking dollars side character and shit piece of shit cool. i got one more movie cool. <laughs> cool. <laughs> pedro pascal <laughs> he's awesome man <laughs> I like Matt Damon. <laughs> you just said it. I like Matt Damon. I like Pedro Pascal. But uh, I'm going to talk about Logan. Oh, right. Logan. I forgot the yeah. Logan. Dun, dun, dun. Logan. Logan. Obvi- dun, dun. Is- <laughs> Did you just Terminator? Dun, 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 dun. He was doing Terminator. Logan just came out. I just watched it the other day. Still reeling. Um. Logan is the third and final solo movie for Hugh Jackman's version of the Wolverine. It was like, I don't know, it was like the fucking 15th goddamn time he's played the fucking character. Yeah, I was talking about that with someone, or I was talking about that with someone at work, and I was like, you gotta give it to Hugh Jackman. He stayed true to, he played it in every single fucking X-Men movie. He was the only one that kept the same role for every movie. Exactly. Past and You're present. absolutely right. Like, that's awesome. Like, he sees that dedicated and like, I want more money. If you want me in this one, no, right, we'll cast someone else. No, he stayed, at least he stayed true to the character for that many times. And he had fun doing it for a while. I mean, he's done now, but he had his fun. He did like doing it. And like, who else like can play him now? It's going to be different. That's It's going to be different. We can get to that discussion if you want later, but no. I don't to, to your <laughs> point about like, Hugh Jackman is the only one they kept, like you said. Fucking Ian McKellen and goddamn Patrick Stewart were per- both perfectly cast as the Holocaust survivor turned fucking Nazi hunter turned revolutionary Magneto and, of course, the peaceful fucking professor, Professor X. Like, those two actors as those two characters were perfect, not just in the look, but in their attitudes, the way they performed it. They were masterfully done. But when they want to reboot the franchise... They changed the fucking actors. And in that exact same reboot where they first time they changed it to Michael Fassbender and James McAvoy for the two characters, they made sure Hugh Jackman had a cameo. And he delivered the best line of the movie. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> the only fuck and they, they get in each movie. <laughs> and they keep every fucking like, X movie like has Hugh Jackman a fucking peer in it. Even if it's just a small, here's a nod to the Wolverine fans because we know you all are one. 
And uh, you're all a Wolverine. <laughs> but and there's no way you can have an X-Men movie without Wolverine. Like I'm sorry, you just have to. He's, even he's if it's just everybody's a little favorite. He's everyone. Yeah. Adney, Adney's always been a Wolverine fan since the beginning. I'm always like, he was always I like three. Gambit. I'm always, oh, I fucking love Gambit. Always, just I thought he was so cool. Who they ruined, yeah, by the way. They did they, fuck it up. I was gonna because Adney was always Wolverine. Like that was the character that he wanted. He was it for Halloween. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> I wish I still had that. <laughs> but anyways. uh so Wolverine, because of his popularity, because of how much he's beloved um, through the first uh, three movies, they basically were like, hey, let's do an origin movie, X-Men Origins, and we'll do it on Wolverine, and then we could start doing it for other X-Men characters based on how good this one does. And the movie was fucking horrible. It was so goddamn bad. They're like, let's not do any other origin movie. Let's, <laughs> no, let's never do that again. That's the movie that they, they did Gambit in that movie, and they fucked him up. It was such a horrible, bad movie that they were like, okay, we just did two really bad X-Men movies back-to-back, X-Men 3, and then Origins, Wolverine. So, like, let's reboot the entire fucking franchise. Let's try to do this over again. But they did keep Hugh. And then finally, Hugh Jack were like, we'll just give Hugh Jack another chance to do another solo movie, just The Wolverine. And that came out. It was called The Wolverine. A lot of people had problems Jesus. with it. I thought it was pretty fucking cool. second chance. I thought it was pretty fucking good. Like I, I'd like it a lot. A lot of people did like it. It was just kind of contentious. Um, a lot of people felt he wasn't true to the character. Still a fucking awesome movie, I think. And then finally, so he had his two solo movies. He goes back to doing the group movies. People, everyone fucking loves him. But he's like, I'm. It's about the end of the line for me. Like I want to finish up doing Wolverine. I want to do it right though. We have one more solo movie on my contract. I want to make sure it's the best movie that it can be. We'll tell you guys about it later. And everyone was like, do you think he's going to do it? Do you think he's going to do the old man Logan storyline? Because he's old now. Mm. And he fucking did it. And we were so excited when we got that first trailer with the Johnny Cash song yeah. playing over it. It was an amazing fucking trailer. We're all excited. We got old man fucking Logan. I'm pretty sure that little girl in the movie is fucking X-23, his fucking clone daughter. And that's what happened. That's what they did in Logan. They, were they like, did what everyone thought they were, and what they wanted to because everyone was like, fuck, this is... That you need to do this. Well, this without- is your last hurrah as Logan. Like, give us something that was an epic comic book because everyone talks about how incredible the comic book is and how dark it is. And they gave it a fucking R rating. But it wouldn't have been able to happen without... Deadpool. Deadpool. We know that. Thank you for telling us that. (laughs) It's super true, but... uh, We know know comic books now. We can go out and we pretend we know comic books. (laughs) (laughs) Or we (laughs) would know comic books to other people, just not like comic book people. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) They don't go to the store. More than the common comic book fan. (laughs) But I'm so... I've been excited for the movie forever. Finally saw it, and I gotta say, the movie was fucking fantastic. Um, if you don't want spoilers, you're gonna have to skip the next couple minutes because I'm gonna get a little in depth. If you don't want it fucking spoiled, just know that the movie was fantastic. Hugh Jackman did his best rendition of the character yet. It was a perfect finale because he doesn't want to be Wolverine anymore. It was a great way to finally, he finally got it so well done the role he fucking got it do you think do you think it would have been as great if they weren't able to do it rated R do you think that had a what big made, what made the movie what I loved about the movie so much wasn't the stuff that was R rated the stuff that was R rated was just a great topping it right. was fantastic mm-hmm. because it's basically language and violence that's what got the R rating and it's like hearing fucking Charles this, spoilers mm-hmm. hearing Charles Xavier say fuck a Wait, bunch Patrick of times, Stewart? Patrick Stewart fuck. saying yeah. "fuck" oh, man. in live action is worth the price of admission. <laughs> that alone, it's so fantastic. 
They get one fucking movie, you said, right? Not when it's R rated. But babe, it's constant fucks. <laughs> throwing out fucks left and right. Fucking shit up with fucks. There is tits in the movie, but it's oh, like, nice. it feels like they're like, well, we should probably just throw some tits in there. <laughs> What's a good excuse? Hugh okay. Jackman's tits on. They were lame. They were nice. it, was a, it was a lame titty shot. Aw. Don't get excited. Make, make Hugh dropped on. <laughs> dropped on. <laughs> Why can't Hugh dropped on? <laughs> Listen, we've so, all been waiting for you to drop it's on. It's already rated R. Come on. When we talked about the trailer, I talked about how it for real long dong. That's what we wanted. <laughs> I said it is a movie called Logan. He is old in the movie, but it's not going to be the old Logan man actual storyline. You said that, yeah. Um, I said like because it, it so heavily involves like the Avengers characters and other like they're not they don't ha- they can't do that. This isn't going to be Logan. Isn't a huge spectacle. It's not an epic film like the last X Men movie was or the last like Civil War was. It's a much more personal story. The reason why it's so closely Old Man Logan storyline is because it deals with the same themes, which is what I was really hoping for. I wanted them to hit the exact same things as the themes as the original storyline, but they added to it uh, by putting in X-23, which is in the comics. It was a clone because, by the way, X-23 stands for you are the 23rd clone in this super soldier program. Oh, shit. Captain America was number one. Oh, shit. Wolverine was number 10. But the Roman numeral is X. So, like the Weapon X program. Oh, shit. So, he was Weapon X or Weapon 10. And now, years later, using his fucking, like, his flesh and his DNA, they create a clone of him. Well, as what a the fuck? Girl. Where's 2, 3, 4, 7, 8, 9? They're like, all <laughs> characters. Deadpool is one of them. Yeah. Really? Yeah, they get yeah. killed. Remember that? You see him in the movies as they get killed. People, yeah. He's murdering all those kids. Oh, the ones right, that are right, fighting right, right, right. inside the yeah, cages. Yeah, yeah. Those are all people that are part of the program. So, um, because even what's his name is the fuck. Guy I just would have done everyone like with the first serum. Like, Ajax. oh, we got it, we got it. With Captain America, I think we got yeah, it. Yeah, but they could never <laughs> replicate. They didn't have the the like the oh, formula. Like, it replicate? was the one person who knew how to do it was shot by a fucking Nazi. Son and Ajax is one of the characters too. Right? Isn't he part of the program? In a sense, well, or? he's not like the part of the like he's not in the weapon. Oh, but anyway, but so. It does deal with the themes of old age because Wolverine is I, Wolverine is such an interesting character to pick up on with this because he's ages so slowly. Uh, this is a guy who's a black, by the time of this movie, he's like 200 years old. Yeah, you know? so like, shouldn't, like, within this um, timeline, shouldn't, like, Professor X be dead? Or are they at least using the younger actors if they were to go? Well, he was in with, Civil. Here's a, here's he was the in thing. the Civil War. He was in like in the in the movie. Like, like but they, everyone around him would be dead. Like the people that no, were no, no. familiar with him around with this storyline. I think would what you're saying is that Professor X is old enough to be dead too. Yeah, right? that makes sense. Magneto dead probably. Um, uh, yeah, like uh, in this movie, all the mutants are gone. Oh, okay, yeah. That's what oh, I was every, every one of the characters that you know that you know from the other movies are all gone. All right, that makes sense. Yeah, that's they're the only thinking. two left. Um, there's no explanation as why Xavier has lasted so long. His brain, he's able to maybe do something with his like brain. regenerate his cells yeah. or something. Or he's sucking on, uh, you know, fucking aborted fetuses. Maybe like in that South Park episode, <laughs> <laughs> you know, with fucking moves his arm again and shit. But, and it's uh, like <laughs> right now he's an internet craze, and because he got a pit bull, apparently he rescued a pit bull, and he's just being a meme all over the internet right now. It's just his He's an amazing dude. I fed him. It's pretty crazy. <laughs> really? Yeah. Been telling you. I told funny. you this story. Yeah, 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 it's, it's fucking funny. awesome. It's funny. It's cool. I <laughs> fed him once. It's awesome. I'm picturing you like a spoon in his mouth. <laughs> I wish it was he that wished, intimate. Yeah. I wish it was that intimate. Oh, he told me my fucking short ribs were great. And oh, I yeah. loved it. He was wasted. <laughs> <laughs> like, thanks, Soups. Um, 
<laughs> so in, okay, so I'll give you guys the quick little rundown of the plot. Um, it's years, and I think it's like twenty twenty nine. I think is what they said. They say the date once. Um, they're the only two mutants left. All the, all the mutants are gone. <laughs> the mutants are have been hunted down. The last remaining mutants, and they've found a way to stop the mutant gene from reproducing. So there's no more mutants. There's oh, no they more essentially m- like came out with the pill. Look at mutant free. We got the pill. Exactly. No if one you, needs to be a mutant. You remember, all be one color. It's not racist. No, that's, <laughs> not, that's racist. <laughs> if you remember in the X Men Three, yep. the Last Stand, they yep. find a cure and they're like dispensing it. They put it in weapons. They give it to volunteers. Like so, basically, I, like they don't hit heavy on that, but that's a possibility of how mutant the mutant gene is gone. The only remnants of it that we see are Wolverine, Professor X, and another character called Caliban, who he actually had a small role in Apocalypse. He's the one who's hanging out with Psylocke, and oh, Apocalypse shit, yeah. goes to him like, I need you to find a mutant for me. Yeah, That's Caliban. He has the the powers to let him track down mutants anywhere in the world. He's working for, he's, he's basically friends with Wolverine in the movie. Yeah, um, because he's the only other mutant. <laughs> yeah, he's ba- like, yeah, he, band like, together. Like you brothers, only he, three of us, bro. <laughs> he helped. He helped a group of mercenaries called the Reavers hunt down all the remaining mutants and kill Who, them. Uh, th- this dude, Caliban. Oh, what a piece! He of helped them. Hey, money talks, but then, my boy. But like, he, but then he decided to like, I'm not gonna do that anymore. I'm gonna be with the good guys. A little and then, late, little and, late. Yeah, and a year, <laughs> no, this years later, uh, Wolverine comes to him and says, "I need you to help me. It's me and Charles. You need to help us." redeem yourself basically and so it's the three of them hiding out together the reavers are just like badass mercenaries who know how to hunt down and kill mutants they're led by this one guy who is played by draco malfoy whoa what that's gonna make you say he's the perfect villain he's not the the perfect villain he's just someone that's easy to hate menacing yeah because you're thinking of draco malfoy in your head you look at this motherfucker in the movie you would not know it's draco malfoy when i think draco malfoy i think of fucking uh what's first he is i think of game of thrones not him playing the character but i always think of king joffrey every he's a king joffrey character to me he's not but like this motherfucker got buff typecast he has like he has has a beard like he doesn't look like the Draco, he doesn't look like Draco Malfoy at all. He looks good. He's got like he look good, <laughs> dude. He's fucking buff and everything. He's like this, looks like a fucking tank, dude. He looks like this super solid dude. He has a southern draw, and he like does it really. The accent really well. Fuck Matt Damon. Listen up, <laughs> Keanu Reeves. <laughs> but he's actually a great fucking villain. Like his right arm, like right below the elbow, was like cut off, and it's like a fucking robot hand now. And like they incorporate that really well into the fucking movie. But he's hunting down X-23, this little girl named Laura. And the beginning of the movie, we see that Wolverine is just trying to save up money. He's not letting people know he's a mutant. He's driving a fucking limo, trying to gather money together, also having to buy pills like fucking from drug dealers to that are actual medication to give to Charles because Charles, is his brain is deteriorating. He's suffering from dementia. He can't remember Logan, who he is sometimes. Oh, son of a bitch. And because his brain is deteriorating, he has these seizures that actually affect everyone around him and to the point of almost death. Whoa. If you remember... So like, what's, what's his name? The Phoenix. Phoenix. Right. Like, yeah. how Phoenix... It's, no, no, it's like this. Like, do you remember... If I remember in the second X-Men movie, they basically brainwashed Charles into focusing on all the mutants mm-hmm. using Cerebro, and it's killing them, and they get, like, these crazy headaches, and it's like, it's like their brains are getting mashed together. Yeah. He does it to the humans, like melted too. almost. Yeah, they basically bring that same thing back in this movie, but it's on accident now. He has these seizures because of ways his body's like he's dying. He's so close to death, and he has these seizures, and his mind just does that. 
And so he's been classed by the government as um, a, a basically a, a weapon of mass destruction. Yeah. Oh, That's dude, what his brain is. Sure. <laughs> so they are fucking after him. Bet, and dude. Logan is hiding him. And that's what one of the super emotional parts of the story is. This all that Logan has now. Logan was an animal in the first X-Men movie. He had nothing. He had no one. He didn't even have a memory. He had abs- And it was meeting Charles and meeting the X-Men that turned him into more of... He finally felt what it was like to have a family. He felt like he belonged somewhere. He learned there's a reason to fight, why he should fight, and he did over and over again. He fought for these people, and he learned to care about Charles like a father figure, even though he never said it. And he loves Charles. But something happened. It's alluded to. It's not detailed. But something happened in where the mansion takes place. Where the mansion is set. Westchester, New York. They talk about the accident. And Char- and it's hinted at that Charles did something. And he's one of the reasons why so many mutants are dead. Oh, oh damn. Fuck, dude. That's so crazy. That's it's sad. <laughs> no, what sucks is... He's the one that brought all the mutants together. Yeah, no, yeah, it's fucking... And so he's responsible for their own demise. That's, that's irony, so right? Fucking, <laughs> like, that's fucking tragic. <laughs> and, every, and, like, and that's why that's why Wolverine, one of the reasons Wolverine keeps him dope up so much, so he forgets. He doesn't want him to remember what he did because he's been there. Wolverine has killed so many people that he loved on accident and because he had to, like Jean Grey. He had to kill her or else she was going to kill everybody else. And he fucking hated himself ever since. He's accidentally killed women that he's cared about because he acts wild in his dreams and his fucking claws come out during his berserker rage where he can't tell what he's fucking doing he's hurt people that he's loved and he fucking hates himself for it but he tries to truck on and he knows exactly what Charles is going through he doesn't want him to go through his same pain that's why he keeps him doped up that's why he keeps him hidden so it's him dealing with his own demons while thinking he's doing the right thing all the while he's trying to save up money to get a boat so they can live out on the ocean like that's his plan is we'll live on the ocean and no one will ever have to find out that we're alive like Shawshank Redemption Mm-hmm. Yeah, just like yeah. Shawshank. Just like <laughs> yep, just like Shawshank. But the- <laughs> go out into that rock. You're a bird. <laughs> this woman. That was a much too brat. <laughs> this Mexican woman Wolverine. like basically finds him. Mexican and, woman. <laughs> and begs him, please, you need to help me and this girl. <laughs> Come on, please. <laughs> fucking accent. Me and this little girl, please take us to Logan, Logan. to Canada. Logan, <laughs> Logan, come on. Look, Logan, please. Come on. No, from Kazakhstan. I don't know. I'm doing a Matt Damon accent. You're doing a Triple G accent. Matt, Matt, Matt. Logan, listen. Come on, please. But, oh my God. You don't know how to do a Mexican? You can do everything else, but you can't do Mexican. I can do a Mexican. Because Adi's Mexican. I'm just not going to do it right now. My name's Adi. Super PC, bro. Anyway, so... Come on, dude. What are you doing? There we go. <laughs> so that's that's super that's that's you super it. fucked up Mexican accent because that's like the movie accents. Orale, what's going on? Come on, Logan, let's go. <laughs> come on, tafita, fa- fucking fajitas. Better, better. Obviously, Logan, ever the reluctant hero. on your hand, Logan. Little bull peep. I don't think he can get tattoos. But um, anyways. So, Logan, he's reluctantly, like, they basically, he ends up in the, taking care of this girl. Like, he didn't want to, but he ends up, she ends up sneaking into his car. He goes back home, and it turns out she fucking pops out because she hid in his car. And she will not speak. Everyone's like, oh, she's mute. She will not talk. But Charles, 
he stopped taking some of his medication, so now he can use his powers. He's like using it, and he's like communicating her with in her mind and learning about her. And he's like, we have to protect her. She's one of us. She's a mutant. He's like, there is no more mutants, Charles. You're acting crazy. There's no more mutants. Oh, he needs some oh, meds there, Charles. He's already crazy, so he he thinks you know you're just being nuts. That's a part, and I guarantee she reveals herself, and it's so emotional nope. towards Charles reveals her because she won't. She can't. She's oh, not saying shit. anything. She's really fucked up, by the way. Like she's she's silent. You could tell she's completely been traumatized and insane she's tortured she's, wild. she's a fucking clone i guarantee they've Dude. been testing on her trying to bring back them as a weapon because they got rid of all the they got rid of all the fucking mutants so now they have their own so now they have a weapon that that's exactly what she is she's oh, part of a group fuck. of kids of kids that were they took the genetics of living mutants and then a donor and like basically they used like the mutants as a donor but just stole their flesh kind of made fucking semen in a fucking in a tube and then impregnated poor Mexican girls like that were impoverished and just took them impregnated them in these labs in Mexico and they just started birthing out fucking mutant warriors and they were brainwashing these kids they weren't allowed to go outside you get all this stuff because the Mexican lady that we first meet that's taking care of her she basically (laughs) records everything on her phone like she does a video and she goes, "If you see this, I'm already dead." And like this is all this information. There's all this footage of the lab of them fucking experimenting it's on. It's, it's guiding through the movie. It gives you it's this great exposition. To explain it. Yeah. Because Logan doesn't know what's going on, so Logan's learning through this video at the same time you, the audience, are as well. Yeah. Oh, no, that's so cool. He finds out pretty early on that Laura is his daughter. It's his genetic daughter, and it's him trying. It's also so it starts dealing with those themes of fatherhood of. This huge responsibility being thrust upon you, you didn't know it was there, and this guy who's always had tough luck with people he's loved, everyone he's cared about has been hurt or, or he's killed. killed by him. And so he's afraid to take on the responsibility. He's trying to like, oh, I'm going to help you get here, then get the fuck out kind of thing, and he just starts to care for her. He goes and against her because of the fact that he's afraid he's going to lose her, right? Is that what, like, does not he do against that her. No, no, not goes against, but like wants to. He pushes get, her away. That's what I mean. He yeah. wants to get her away because he's afraid he's going to do something to. Yeah, it's better but, to be away than for me to hurt you when you're exactly. close to me. But Charles basically trying to remind him, what were you like when I first found you? <coughs> you were nothing. You weren't who you are now. Like, I helped you. I welcomed you into my home. You owe it to this girl. You have to take care of her. You have to civilize her. And by the way, she is a fucking animal. Like, early in the movie, like, you find out, like, okay, not only does she have, like, she has Wolverine's fucking powers, basically. So she has claws. But because she's a girl, she doesn't have three claws on each hand. She has two claws on each hand and then a claw in her foot. And it shows early on, like, the Reavers come to Logan's house looking for her, and she goes fucking nuts, starts ripping dudes apart, like, viciously. She's just chopping dudes' heads off. She doesn't give a fuck. <laughs> she's a, she's crazy. And, like, and it's just really interesting to see fucking Wolverine, who's always been, like, the animal, trying to teach a, this little fucking thing to be more civilized. <laughs> like, he's the one teaching her, so it's, like, him, how does a fucking... Inhuman an, uh, person. Yeah. How does an inhuman How does an animal monster? Teach an animal? Yeah, an <laughs> to, to be human. <laughs> exactly. There's Whoa, a there's this great dude. like there's this great dinner scene too where like this family lets them stay at their house and it's like they and you could see it's Wolverine finally smiling. Laura f- smiles for the first time. It's like oh this is what it's like to have a family, and you get this beautiful moment of hope that gets ripped away. <laughs> <laughs> And so it deals, and like so it, go, it deals with the like I said, like the mortality thing. It's this is a guy who's like two hundred years old. He's never had to think about his mortality other than I want to die, I want to die, I want to die. That's what he's always con- but I don't, but I don't know how. I don't know how to die. It's never worked. And now it's like now he's finally is dying. He's getting to that age where the adamantium is poisoning his body. His already his cell generation is slowing down. His powers aren't what they used to be. He doesn't heal very fast anymore. When he tries to shoot his claws out of his hands, one of them gets kind of stuck and only comes out halfway. He has to pull it. 
Like he's like you could, and like they did. He did such a good job, Hugh Jackman, of showing his age, like the way he moved. It looked like his joints hurt the entire time. Every joint in his body. It's like Batman, kind of reminds you of Batman hurting in the, like the Dark Knight Returns. Yeah. It was so good what he did with 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 Wolverine showing that age, him trying to deal with his own. Okay, now I'm finally am dying, but am I ready? All this time I thought I was ready, but am I? Am I ready to go? Do I do what? And if not, what do I live for? Like, do I have anything to live for? He finds his daughter, and it is about finding something to fight for again. This is a guy who wasn't fighting. He wasn't letting people know he's a moon. He didn't want violence, and yet he's thrust into this responsible responsibility. And he's now he's ready to fight. He's reluctant, of course. He always is. But at the end, near the end of the movie, he finally gets that courage to fight, and he sacrifices everything that he is in order to fight for this for his daughter, basically. Yeah. Fuck. And the last watch this dude, the so like. Good. The last fucking line, like the last things that he says to Laura in the movie are, you don't have to be what they made you. Like that, if you know anything about like what, just the movies alone, you know how much I mean. That's basically what Charles told him. They made you a weapon. You were a man, you were a mutant, but they turned you into a weapon to use for their own good. They did the same thing to Laura, and it's, he's passing on that knowledge. That, that, that one piece of knowledge that he has, the one thing that he does know is that now. He's learned that, and he's fucking telling his daughter that because that's what she is. She's this vicious fucking animal weapon who she finally does speak in the movie, and she finally gains friends, and she finally starts to like feel what love is. Like She gets this affection towards Charles, like, oh, this nice old man, the first person. He was like, nice to me. Kind of thing. And her first words, by the way, I love this so much. Cocksucker! <laughs> her first line in the movie is, De nada. <laughs> she speaks Spanish. Oh, no. <laughs> she was, grew up in a Mexican lab. That's so fucking... <laughs> oh, dad. And he was like, perfect movie! <laughs> perfect fucking dude, Fuck you, Matt Damon! Dude, dude, <laughs> that's Andy's first words. <laughs> dude, the little girl is so awesome. Because a lot of it is just facial expressions, but she fucking nails it, dude. She does... like She's like, you're like, I fucking love this kid! I want that kid to be my kid! Like, <laughs> With she's a claw so, on her toes. <laughs> she's so awesome without saying anything, and then she finally starts talking, and he's like, what? You can fucking speak? What the fuck was the past 2,000 fucking miles about? And he's like flipping out like, oh my God, you can speak. She's screaming at him in Spanish. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck you're saying. I don't know what you're saying. I don't understand. Like, it's like, and it's, just, it's like such a cute, fucking charming moment of brutality. And uh, that's fucking great. But um, last thing I'm going to say is after he passes on that fucking message, um, She's like, gay? (laughs) (laughs) Joel already spoiled it for you guys, so I don't have to worry about it. But Wolverine, of course, dies. He dies. I kind of had a hunch. Yeah, Yeah. it was kind of. I think it was the finish. It's kind of. It was almost like the Star Wars thing with uh, uh, Harrison Ford of like. He didn't want want to be in the movies. Harrison Ford wanted to be killed off in fucking Empire Strikes Back for fucking Christ's sake, and they kept him going. And he said, "The only way I'll come back in the Force Awakens is if you do kill me off." Spoilers. <laughs> Star Wars movie, but yeah, yeah, it's it's the same thing. He dies sacrificing himself, um, saving his daughter but and Bill, other mutants. Finish his character arc. That's yeah. so beautiful. Remember, somebody who's selfish sacrifices himself for the fucking dude. Who? That's a great. Because he fucking, has that's nothing. A great story. He has arc, nothing man. tying him down now because Charles is murdered Stanley, by right? another <laughs> by another clone. There's another clone of Wolverine that like actually looks like Wolverine. That's his clone, but he also looks like Sabretooth 
a lot mm. about like in, in X-Men Origins. Like yeah. that version, Leif Schreiber's version of Sabretooth, he looks just like him. No way. And he's just, and so now he's like fighting, like remember, like Wolverine's healing isn't what it used to be. So he's really suffering damage and it's him and his daughter fighting together against the Reavers, then against this clone. Basically, his, they clone fight, his brother, basically. They fight together so bad. your it's, uncle. <laughs> it's so awesome. And like there's this drug that they can take where... um. It basically it enhances your powers. It's like adrenaline, essentially. Yeah, it enhances your powers, but like it video makes you video games. But, but it makes you like a bunch of shit that enhances your powers in video but games. But it makes you an animal. Like you, like it, like you don't get you. You're not smart anymore. You just oh, act crazy. And they were like... using it on the kids to make them weapons. And like they have some of it. And uh, one of the kids who's like kind of like the leader is like, in small doses, it can actually help you. Oh, it's microdosing of acid. Nah. Boom, yeah. baby. And like that's established. So these kids are microdosing that's, that's acid. A, <laughs> that's <yeah>. the name. <laughs> Dude, it's a check. It's, it's a Chekhov's gun because they established that really early on in the film. And then at the end, like Wolverine is trying to catch, like the kids are trying to run across. They're like, because they're trying to get to a place where it's a safe haven. It's in Canada. And they're just trying to get across the border <laughs> to Canada. Every safe haven, but... <laughs> Ah, there's no mutants where you're going, eh? <laughs> like the mutants, they, it's a it's a group of kids. All their fucking they're fucking kids, and their mutants are trying to get to the safe haven. They're, all they gotta do is cross the border into Canada. Where are your parents? But, Why are you guys driving by yourself? <laughs> and there's government officials, U.S. government officials, chasing after them. So it's like if we can just get past them, get away from them into Canada, we're basically safe. That's basically like home base. Yeah, some really cool shit back here. Uh, we build the wall here in Canada. <laughs> they're trying as hard as they can to get there, and like they're running. The Reavers are running after him, and Wolverine is running after them, but he's old, and he's like, he's still wounded from his last thing, and so he's like slowing down, he's collapsing, and he sees, he's like blurry vision, it's like he could see his daughter in the distance, and like, he's like, like, he's gonna lose, this is it, it's over, like, I can't catch them now, and so he takes all the rest of the fucking drugs oh. into one syringe, shoves it into his fucking that's neck, a, that's, that's and he goes fucking berserk, <laughs> and he fucking starts ripping motherfuckers apart. <laughs> that's the scene in the trailer, right? Where he's like going through the yeah, woods. Yeah, yeah. And it's the thing is like he and like they know it'll kill him. He knows it'll kill him. Exerting all the energy and doing all, he knows he's gonna die. He knows that if he does this, he will fuck. He will finally die, and he doesn't even know if he's gonna be successful. But he doesn't care. He does it, and it fucking works. Of course, it's a movie, mm-hmm. but he does die at the end because the clone is a fucking monster and basically kills him. It just it wounds him too badly, and there's no more of the fucking drugs or anything. So he's all on his own. He's he's dying. It's over for Wolverine, and you have that last moment with his daughter where he says that like you don't have to be what they made you. And dude, fuck! I seriously cried. <laughs> I cried a lot of movies. And like, I like, I was started, so like, I, I was like, understand. I was like, I'll cry. And I'm not even and that connected. Like, dude, I'm like fucking. I started sick. tearing up, and then I watched the movie with Peggy, and she starts tearing up, <laughs> and then we're both tearing up, and then like they bury him, they make a grave for him, and like they piling all these rocks, and they put a big wooden cross, and like, oh my god, there's so many Chekhov's guns in this one scene because first off, in this movie, we'll. X-Men comics are real. After the exploits of the actual X-Men, they started making comics in this movie universe. And the kids, all these little mutant kids, are a fan of the X-Men comics. And one of them is holding a Wolverine toy while they're giving... Oh my god, so it's almost to the fans. It's kind of meta. Yeah, it's super meta. We're burying your Wolverine. This is the only Wolverine we know. We're burying this character that you loved, that we've built and that we've come this far with. And this... Oh my god. And one thing, check this out. This one, only only like huge movie buffs are going to get it. But in the early in the movie, like the first movie that Laura ever watches, she watches it with Charles in a hotel room, is Shane. The old cowboy western movie about an old grizzled cowboy who thinks that like his time is done. Cowboys are from the past. That's not what today is anymore. And it's him fighting again finally. That's what Shane's about. 
That's exactly what Logan is about. <laughs> the exact same theme. And at the very act, and like when she's watching in when she's watching the movie with Charles, there's a scene about death where like it's the main character. He's talking about death, and she basically quotes that at Wolverine's grave. Oh my god! And the last thing, the Chekhov's last gun. If they're gonna put a movie like that yeah. on the screen, it better fucking pay. Why would you put so much emphasis on something? And it, and because of the themes of that movie, and because of the themes of that speech, it was just so perfect. And I was like, oh my god, this is so. Awesome. I was just like, and then I'm I'm not. You're I'm getting done, overloaded. I'm done, I'm done tearing up. I'm not tearing up anymore. I'm just like that's fucking point, awesome. Annie's head's just going all sorts of directions. James Mangold. James Mangold. The last thing in the movie. The last thing before it fucking turns to black. They're all, all the kids are walking away. Laura stands there for a second. Then she starts to walk away. She grabs her backpack and she stops. She grabs the wooden cross. That's, you know, like the fucking base, the letter, the letter, lowercase T. She basically picks that up out of the dirt, turns it on its side into an X and places it back. Oh on my website. fucking <laughs> fuck. Yes, dude. <laughs> fuck religion. <laughs> dude, like. I've, that's when I seriously cried. Like, I, was like, I was like, the tears came fucking running down. I was like, you like that that like this like the fucking X Men movie universe started in two thousand, and you had Hugh Jackman as Wolverine who leading the show, and it, like the X Men was a constant theme. Like that's what you first heard that line like twenty minutes into that first movie. They call us X Men, and. Like, he tells her throughout the movie, I am not a hero. I don't care what you heard in that. He's talking shit about comic books or for fucking bedwetters. And, like, it's bullshit. They're all lies. None of that happened. I'm not a fucking hero. I'm not what you think I am. And at the very end of the movie, he proves that he that's what he was. That he was what she thought that he could be and that he was. He proved to be a hero. And her last As gesture her is say, you are an X-Man. You are this idealistic version of what we all thought you were. Oh you proved my. that you were. <laughs> Dude, like I'm tearing up. Fucking like, killed it, man. I'm tearing up. And then explaining it, I will jack off to this movie and then, by seeing this, dude. And then Peggy cried, <laughs> and I got it for the. Like, you guys know this, but the audience doesn't know this. Peggy has never watched an X Men movie before. She knew nothing about Wolverine. I had to explain what his powers were. <laughs> I had to explain who fucking Charles Xavier was. Basically, I had to give her like all the groundwork on the way to the movie. <laughs> said, okay, I think I got it. Okay. And then she starts crying and she's like, I love that movie so much. <laughs> she's like, I like, she's like, oh my God, I don't know what you're going through. You actually know what's going on. <laughs> she's like, can you, can you tell me so? Can you like talk about it real quick? Yeah. She's, you're, no. like, you're, like, you're like, get off me. Like, go, like Bill Burr with the fucking with the monkey video. Yeah, the the video. video. Get off me. But why, I was why like, would you do that? why would you end that? Like, dude, I couldn't, <laughs> I seriously couldn't say any, like, I couldn't describe it or talk about it all the way to the car. And I'm sitting in the car. The car is on. I'm just sitting there still like, I don't know. <laughs> but, uh, dude, fucking Logan was fantastic. <laughs> Best X-Men movie. Welcome you to our 77th uh, music segment. Um, I don't know where we're at, but um, I think it's beautiful where we this actual music topic because we want to talk about uh, music that has made us emotional in some way, whether it be a song about emotion, whether it be a song about a relationship, 
just something that it involves emotion in general, and I feel like it's a perfect segue considering what Adney just laid on us. Some serious <laughs> shit. We all owe him. We owe him twenty five dollars and eighty five cents because we, we just saw it in three D. Like we just witnessed the fucking movie. Um, and I feel like it's 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 perfect to segue into this emotional topic of this music that means so much to us that made us emotional at one time or that still does to this day that means more than just this song, you gotta hear the song, it means this. It's it's something that is stuck with us in our head that's gonna stand the test of time. Like, the, that's what these songs are, to me. Songs that either resonate personally or songs that share and tell a story that are very important. So why don't you go first and show us how it's done. So, I got no problem going second. <laughs> so the first song I'm gonna share with you guys is a song called Postcards from Hell. I like it, I dig it. And it's... Mm-hmm. By the Wood Brothers, nah, and it came out in, in 2008. It's a neo folk band, bluegrass folk. Um, now this song, I heard this song, and at first I was like, oh, I was like, oh, it sounds cool. And then the lyrics hit, like once you hear and like kind of read the lyrics, you're like, fuck, this is like, this is strong, man. This is the Wood Brothers. Yeah, and the song, like I said, the song is called uh, "Postcards from Hell." Oh, that man, and he sings the blues Yeah, he plays just what he feels Keeps a letter in the pocket of his coat But he never breaks the seal Set up in the barroom corner Playing for tips and beer People carrying on and drinking And you got a strain to hear I seen him play on some old cheap guitar But he could play on pots and pans Never a soul so pure and true Just flowing right out of his hands And he can sing sweet as a choir girl And he can sing a house on fire I seen him calling up the angels And use a breeze for a telephone wire But if you ask him how he sings this blues so well He says, I got a soul that I won't sell I got a soul that I won't sell I got a soul that I won't sell And I don't read postcards from hell And the lyrics, I'm going to read them to you guys Because as a musician, it means so much to me Yeah, it's, but it's as, all a, about... as a listener like me and Adney right now, at least got to know the chords That's... <laughs> Does it get slower or is it pretty this upbeat it. the this whole time? the whole time. Okay, so what are the lyrics? I know a man and he sings the blues. Yeah, he plays just what he feels. Keeps a letter in the pocket of his coat and he never breaks the seal. He sits up in a barroom corner playing for tips and beer. People keep carrying on and drinking. You got a strain to hear. So it's about this guy who's playing blues at a bar and no one pays attention to him. They're all hanging out, drinking, getting fucked up. 
And it's like, I've seen him play on some old cheap guitar, but he can play on pots and pans. You never heard a soul so pure and true. It's flowing right out of his hands. He can sing sweet as a choir girl. He can sing a house on fire. I've seen him calling up the angels, and he uses a breeze as a telephone wire. And if you ask him how he sings his blues so well, he says, I got a soul that I won't sell. I got a soul that I won't sell. I got a soul that I won't sell, and I don't read postcards from hell. The music to him is more important than anything in this world. He's not going to sell his soul for the chance he's to be gonna, famous. He's not going to do some all. stupid record deal where they're going to fucking popularize and radio-esque. Oh, yeah. Bring it a full music. circle, Chance the Rapper. That's right. so, and that's what's so... You're funny. right about those lyrics, dude. <laughs> <laughs> they're strong as fuck, and that's why I really love the song. It's like... He's a homeless Powerful man. Wood Brothers. He, he's, a, he's a homeless man, and it's just like no, like he's playing to play. It's for, it's for the music more than anything. Like it reminds me in my sadness. It, it reminds me of Robert Johnson. It's like this mm. song was almost written in an homage. But he literally him. sold his soul to the devil to be able to play that way and be able to write that way. But the, yeah, we know the devil but he doesn't definitely exist. sold his soul. <laughs> <laughs> that song is like, I got a soul that I won't sell. And Robert John sold, please take my soul. <laughs> I really want to play this guitar better. But he was still homeless when he died. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> he didn't do it right. <laughs> um, so that's my first song. It's I fucking really love it. I dug it. it. What was it called again? Postcards from Hell by the Wood Brothers. By the Wood Brothers. Then now the second song, it came out in... I believe in 1962, and it was, or actually, no, the it was recorded in 1961, November 20th, 1961, by Bob Dylan. (laughs) And the reason I love this song so much, it reminds me, it reminds me of myself. It reminds me of me leaving home and being away for so long, and me trying to give give myself a better life. And it's called "I Was Young When I Left Home." I was young when I left home, and I've been all rambling round. But I never wrote a letter to my home To my home, Lord Lord, to my home And I never wrote a letter to my home It was just the other day I was bringing on my pain When I met an old friend I Said your mama's dead and gone Baby sister's all gone wrong And your daddy needs you home right away Not a shirt on my back Not a penny to my name Lord, I can't go home this way By Bob Dylan. By Bob Dylan. I was making sure. I wasn't sure if it was just wrote by Bob Dylan. <laughs> it was and written by, by, by somebody. And it's like or I he was... fucking stole it. <laughs> it's like, um... Nobel Prize winning motherfucker. <laughs> it's like I was young when I left home, but I've been a rambling round, and I never wrote a letter to my home. Rambling. That used to be a hot word. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I've been a rambling round. Never wrote a letter to my home. To my home, Lord. To my home. I never wrote a letter to my home. But it was just the other day. I was bringing on my pay when I met an old friend I used to know. Said your mother's dead and gone, your baby sister's all gone wrong, and your daddy needs you home right away. Not a shirt on my back, not a penny to my name, but I can't go home this way. This way, Lord, this way, I can't go home this way. It, it's him 
trying to get a better life for himself. And when he's out doing that, he kind of forgets his home life. And yet he's told by an old friend, basically the people that you knew back home, your your family, they're all fucked up and they need you. They need you more than anything. And it's him giving up his life, selling everything he has to get back home and try to salvage what was left of his family. And it's a very strong emotional fucking song. And it's very sad. And like he says, like he just forgets about them all. That's his, like that's the whole thing. I never wrote sounds a letter. Like there's some... I never wrote a letter to my home. Yeah, for it me, sounds like that's something that you wouldn't do, but you no, could see yeah, could getting see at you at the end of the day or like at the end of your life, you might have. It's almost like a hindsight's twenty twenty in front of your face. Like, there might be like a phrase for it or whatever, but it's like you're emotional listening to this song because it's exactly what you won't do, but it's the fear of you maybe regretting that later in life that's giving you that emotion. Yeah. That's pretty powerful. Dude. Yeah, because really I know cool. I, I, I yeah, can't do that. Yeah, Fucking taking you two different ways. Yeah, yeah. it is. Yeah, exactly. It's like, fuck, which way do I want to go? And what's funny is our grandfather, Adney, is in mind, he, he went back. Like, he, he took care of the family that he had no matter what. He gave up his life. He didn't get to travel like he wanted to do. His lifelong dream was to see Italy. Never got to do it. That was his lifelong dream. And it's like, what breaks my heart is that I wasn't successful enough in my life to be able to take him and do that before he did pass. And it's, you know, it's one thing that I've always regret. And that's the reason I don't want a kid. The reason I want to travel the world is to do for myself. what my grandpa didn't get to do for himself. And that's always been in my own head about traveling. You can see I'm fucking tearing up right now thinking about it, but I'm glad I chose the other route of doing things for myself and not going back and taking care of people who choose not to take care of themselves. And I know I regret it going back. And I'm glad I moved on, but still, it's that, it's that tug a rope thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Of like, that could have been me. I could go back, knowing that they're not, knowing that they're not doing well. But no, it's, it's like not only here. could be you, but like can it yeah. can be you. But I choose to better myself rather than take care of people who choose not to take care of themselves. It's it's I'd be a handicap towards them. You know what I mean? Like my grandfather was. Addy and I moved on. I'm glad that he's the most important thing to me now. He's my most important person, and I'm glad that. I don't like he he takes care of himself. I don't mean he takes care of me. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? It's like I have him here and that's the most important. He is willing to be successful himself and me too and we can do things together as family. We are kind of like we salvaged what our grandpa wanted instead of what our grandpa didn't want. He told us, you know, I don't want to ever see you guys on welfare. I don't want to ever see you guys struggle. And for him to see us succeed in our lives is the most important thing to me at least. Like to, to hear I'm proud of you guys. That's fucking strong, you know? And I think his words of where I'm proud of you guys makes me not want to go back and take care of them because he would be not proud of us if we had to go back and fucking take care of people and did what you do what he did. Make the same mistake. Yeah, I make this exactly. Make the same mistake. <laughs> make the same mistake. You fucking assholes. You had a chance. You had a chance. I was in too deep. You was in too deep. You gotta go out, you fucker. Um, kill me. Kill me. Kill me. <laughs> Uh, no, that, those are my emotional songs, but the last one that I want to give, it's a story. Uh, I just love the lyrics to this one, this, this really great story. Um, it's called Grace's Casket, and it's by Lost Our Sheep Band. It's on, the, it's on the album Homeward Bound. And Grace was Jack stalled in love and sweetie. Part of her could still paralyze them now. And a cold wind 
song um so in the song it's a story it's like a it's almost like a bonnie and clyde story it's really cool and it's like uh, grace was jack's darling loving sweetie but the thought of her could still paralyze him now and a cold wind brought him back again back to where it all began started with a drink somewhere in georgia three weeks later married in montana they hid the, they hid behind the shadows of their rifles burning bright and fast in the wind now and then you'd hear about him in the papers another sheriff gunned down in durango Read that they've been caught and broke out of Yuma with veins too thick and blood too thin. With every kill, their love grew stronger. Every dollar bill, they felt fonder. Till the night, Grace mistaked the weight of her gun. Jack found her corpse with the morning sun. It's been 30 years since Jack picked up a weapon. His pistol lay down in Grace's casket. And he goes by Tom and lives in his sorrow about the life that could have been. He sits and stares out his lonesome desert mansion, paid in gold by the heist that killed his darling. And he buys his time awaiting hell where he'll find grace with his loaded gun. He'll find grace with his loaded gun. And it's like, it's one of my favorite, it's one of my favorite love story songs um, ever. And it's like, it's fucking super strong, man. Every time I hear it, I like, I've re-listened to it a thousand times. I'm not even joking. Replayed it, just have it on repeat. And that song means a lot to me. It's not, it doesn't have any personal connection to me at all. It's just the story. It's like these two outlaws who did everything for each other. And and Jack gave up on everything once he lost his love. He gave up on it all. Like you said, he hasn't, he hasn't even pissed. I ain't got a pistol. lookout now. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't got a lookout anymore. <laughs> um, so yeah, those are my three songs. Uh, fucking Postcards from Hell by the Wood Brothers. I Was Young When I Left Home by Bob Dylan. And Grace's Casket by Lost Dog Street Man. Good choices. Thank you. Solid choices. All right. Premium. I'm going to go. Now, here's the thing, guys. Now, here's the thing. (laughs) We originally were, our next uh, music topic was going to be songs to fuck to. (laughs) (laughs) Emotional fucking. I was was really excited about that. (laughs) But turned out to be, no, it's going to be songs, uh, emotional songs. It's like, well, I thought it was going to be both or something. Why not emotional songs you can fuck to? Uh, <laughs> they didn't agree. <laughs> and they wanted to do too much. You can do your But I already, yeah, I already made my list. <laughs> and because I already made my list, and because a lot of the times when I think of a category, you guys will break the fucking rules of it. <laughs> like, like the last one with the movies in the first six months. You guys all pick movies in fucking... November. <laughs> I, I was mixed. I was mixed. Okay. <laughs> I was up. riding a through line. Okay. So I'm breaking. I'm breaking the rules, <laughs> and I'm doing emotional songs that you could fuck to. Okay. People need to be cheered up after my shit. Clearly, that's what's gonna happen. <laughs> so gonna check it out. First one is um, "Home Sweet Home." Oh shit! By nice. Motley Crue. You know I'm a dreamer, but my heart's a gold. 
Into that song, you haven't even heard you the know. word. It gets good, <laughs> or it gets fucking. No, no, I know, I know, I, I know this song. It's not I'm like I've never heard this song. <laughs> like you can I'm fucking. I'm on my way. Exactly, oh. I'm on my way to come inside of you. Cause the fucking. <laughs> I would never bang to this song. This is not on my banging playlist. And that's a problem, Chris. I'm trying to help you. Hey, you fucking. Up. <laughs> oh my gosh great great <laughs> so that's my first one because uh, <laughs> his heart's of gold <laughs> he had to run away high so he wouldn't come home low you know what I'm saying it's about drugs man emotion <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck I think it's a great fucking song dude I get it chills it is a great song I get chills to go up and down to, it even is an emotional song but a, an emotional song to fuck to <laughs> I think you're missing the trick. You need to expand your fucking game, bro. Oh, How about that? That's so funny. What do you fucking do? <laughs> yeah, what are you, Usher or something? Feel me in your bones. That's a pretty good line. I mean, feel me in your bones. Right, you know, yeah, right. baby girl. It's fucking skinny chicks. <laughs> <laughs> okay. This one's a little less goofy. And, um, of course, it's by Led Zeppelin. Which Damn, you're going... <laughs> They got some amazing fucking songs, and this one is called Since I've Been Loving You. It's a very slow track. It's very much a jam track in that, like, there's, like, basically one verse. 
and it's a chorus a lot and a lot of change in the guitar and everything like that. Um, oh, I know this fucking song. The reason... Oh, man, this is super old school. I haven't actually heard this song. It's a seven-minute song. It's all guitar, baby. <laughs> seven minutes of fucking... Fuck! Seven melting. Seven minutes in heaven. Check it out, cause what? Like, okay, so it's also it's a fun f- song. It's one of my favorite songs to fuck to. Seven to eleven every night. Cause it gives it gives that uh, tone, like the the fucking sound of it has like this rhythm. It, it seems like a fucking love scene from the seventies or something. <laughs> like it's like seriously like fucking that sensual. I could bang to that song. Let's get. Fucking deep when like when like you're all kinds of drunk and like you're sweaty and you're just all over the bed and you're like it's grinding in it you're like yeah grinding, and there's like some grinding no deep grinding let's <laughs> <I> spell that g r i n e n it's grinding. like and it's like it's like it would you would think it was sensual because it's slow but in actuality it's fucking kind of wild <laughs> <laughs> it's wet and it's and wild gross and it's Stinks and That's you so smell funny. it and the next day. The song is just sticky. <laughs> and, your neighbor, <laughs> and your neighbors knock to complain about the smell. What are you doing in there? That kind of love making. Yeah. <laughs> That's what that song is. But seriously, the emotional part. Trying to get that lit out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the song is actually about a, is doesn't make sense for fucking, but it's a, <laughs> a song about a it's guy about the Holocaust <laughs> who, who, who caught his who caught his woman cheating on him. That's not a good song. Why nope. would you want to bang to that you song? You don't pay attention to lyrics when you're fucking. That's true. It's the it's sound. Unless you know the song, then you're all fucked up. Like, am I going to cheat on you as your partner? Like, you know. <laughs> this is a, yeah. This is a little messaging bitch. Get used to it. But um, it is. It's about like I'm working from 7 to 11 every night. It really makes life a drag. And then he, he, talk, he talks about how like he's working like basically all the fucking time. All he does is work to provide for this woman. And... But now he's he's fell in love with her, but he's gonna lose his mind. Like I'm about to lose my word mind. Like he, there's a part in the song where he goes, "Open up my front door, hear my back door slam," and like talking about coming home early and the guy that my woman is fucking is leaving. And that's what it's about. That's about him just. Ha- that's fuck. It's like a blue song, really, by yeah, Led Zeppelin, cool. where they're he's singing about. So most of their songs are traced back to blues. Like, everything I they, did. They have everything only blue I, like, blue chords, blue scales, everything. That's that's what yeah. it is. They're blues. Like that's what these classic rock musicians play are blues scales, and that's why this, the classic rock is so important. And especially Led Zeppelin, because like yeah. legend is like before they for their second album, I think it was, they drove down to the legendary crossroads, the crossroads that it said Robert Johnson, the father of the blues went to he went apparent the legend is he went to this crossroads in alabama i think and there was just a tree at this little crossroads dirt road and he f- met the devil there and that's where he sold his soul and that's how he was able to make music and invent the blues and led zeppelin believed in this legend and they actually drove down to that cross section and like fucking just probably took, took a bunch, a bunch of, of dirt took a oh. bunch of dirt and filled a jar up and then left with it and that's when they wrote their next album and shit huh Apparent, so cool. quote unquote wrote off there's actually nah, stealing, yeah I thought you guys stealing. were telling me these past couple I'm times. right now I'm telling you look at me <laughs> apparently he's <laughs> <was> quoting it <clears throat> yeah it's a it's an absolutely amazing fucking song it's fun to listen to because of that emotion because you can it's like you can hear the pain in his voice about fuck I caught you bitch you were cheating and we could fuck to this song why very which why? is very confusing that you can also fuck to that song but that's my number two they're gonna be back to McRib and you ain't getting any <laughs> <laughs> that's your bell yeah. <laughs> fuck
Fuck you, Nikki. You smell like French fries. <laughs> whack Arnold's? Yeah, Whack Arnold's. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so my last song. Way different. No, we're getting different. We're going. <laughs> we're getting. You know, we're getting, we're come getting on, baby. Hey, come on. That's his sexual move. Come on, baby. We're getting different. <laughs> getting that would different. work. That would work. That's a Fuck line. I'm, I'm gonna use it. <laughs> My next. It's actually. It's a Frank Sinatra song. Uh, bringing it back to Frank. Of course um, you are. Yeah. This is actually my favorite song of all time. It's uh, one more for the road. Parentheses. It's quarter to three There's no one in the place Except you and me So set them up, Joe I got a little story I think you should know We're drinking, my friends, to the end of a brief episode. Make it one for my baby and one more for the I got the routine Put another nickel In the machine Feeling so bad Can't you make the music I could tell you a lot But you've gotta be True to your code Just make it one for my baby And one more for the road <laughs> There's actually one more for my baby, one more for the road. Um, it's a very slow-paced song. Um, it's just piano. It's like the really the only instrument in it, and uh, it's Frank. And it's basically it's a guy singing at a bar. Similar <laughs> to what you were doing, yeah. but this is with piano, so it's classier. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> but he's talking about heartbreak and misery, and and it's him. He's talking to the bartender, and like like I know you're like he's like. And like it's a quarter to three. There's no one in the place except you and me. So set him up, Joe. And basically, like asking for a drink and like like I know you're getting anxious to close and all this stuff. And but let me just get this all out. And it's that's all. It's the last oh, minutes of the bar shit. being open, and he's just spilling his guts to the one the bartender who just wants to go home. He's like, please. And he says he talks about his woes. He talks about like there's something in him that he needs to get out that he needs therapy to do. Almost, it's like let me yeah. have this therapy moment. And it's and he's heartbroken and everything about love and about his life as well. And he's just pouring God to this bartender at the end. He basically thanks him. He's like, you know, hope you didn't mind me bending your ear. And he slowly goes and he has just let me. And the chorus is just give me one more for my baby and one more for the road. 
and the song ends with him asking one more for the road and he kind of repeats it one more for the road the long long road and that's how the song ends and like it's that one last drink of the night that one last moment of the night you know the problem isn't solved you know you're gonna wake up the next day and feel the fucking same fucking thing but you you feel like there's some sort of catharsis in telling a bartender at at fucking 2am what your problems are and having that drink and hoping to go home drunk knowing it's gonna start all over again fucking powerful <laughs> um, kind of like it's definitely a, a downer when you bro. think about the, when you well, actually emotional, emotional songs bro. listen no he said he was doing bang yeah, songs I said emotional oh, songs emotional bang songs emotional okay, songs okay. emotional songs number one but you can also bang to them and here's why because like the lyrics you have to actually you pay bang attention to any song literally a lot of the lyrics matter. a lot of the lyrics aren't just on the nose what he's going through and you have to kind of infer you have to pay attention to what he's actually saying but if the song is just kind of on in the background it's just a rhythm it's that blues rhythm again and it's very it's very like like all Frank songs you can just feel the swagger in it you can feel like this just confidence in the way the way the piano was played like this the coolest guy ever in this like small like you know jazz club type of theme and he's singing a, and like that's just quintessentially cool and the song the music in itself has like this very calming like slow rhythmic pace to it that it's fun to fuck to sometimes you're gonna want to get a little faster later but still <laughs> you, can, you can totally fuck to it you're gonna need to bring up the tempo a little bit in your playlist have have, have one that ups the tempo be in the next song it's funny in out. the in the cd that i first heard this song which is in a classic sinatra compilation that's what it's called uh, it plays that song and then immediately skips over to a fucking loud ass fucking orchestra it's music a, like, like the fucking yeah, the horn just starts fucking, <laughs> you're like, ah. so like if you turn up this song or listen to it and then the next song starts it fucking destroys your eardrums that's kind of fucked up that's why you can't fuck to the album you gotta fuck to the shuffle <laughs> it's funny shuffle it's up. somehow less abrasive <laughs> it's funny the route you went with that topic because I went the exact other way when you were saying like songs of fuck to emotional I was thinking of like 90s hip hop like fucking uh, you, uh, pony you put that pony song pony out. I love that song ride it my pony jump, jump on it lady and then like yeah. you got like peaches yeah. and cream. Yeah. Forgot, the, forgot the my Those saddle two thousands. Okay. Yeah, yeah. This is more like peaches and cream. Peaches and cream. <laughs> and you have then you have uh, that next song too close. And they're talking about getting a hard on while they're at a dance essentially. And it reminds seventh me of grade, seventh grade. Seventh grade. So fucking much. What are we gonna do about this? You gonna jerk me off or not? That's seventh grade. Give me a just touch the tip. So fucking funny. That's Yeah, but they both work it's like i mean it's a it song does, you yeah. can fuck to there's a lot of songs that you can fuck to now most songs you can fuck to and it's pretty you, you can't you're yeah. allowed to <laughs> like you could you could do it like doesn't Back make that ass out from 2000 <laughs> oh there we go that's <laughs> the, the thong song the thong song i never actually banged the thong i never actually banged the we never we didn't ask that we said would you would you bang the thong song i don't think i would okay if a hot girl said fuck me to this song you'd be like okay what song it is that's fair what song because you're not going with the rhythm what about you need the rhythm what about i don't need the rhythm i'll make my own fucking rhythm what about if the song is it's a small world after all that's not good. Well, I have a penis problem, so that's sad. <laughs> so that's like, I don't want to do that. I feel like she's would singing you, it to me. Would you guys fuck? It's a small world. Looking directly Come on, baby. It's not the size of the that's world. A <laughs> it's not the size of the world. It's the fucking... It's the motion of the universe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, uh... Oh, fuck, what was I going to say? You fucking derailed me. <laughs> derailed, huh? Derailed? <laughs> Talking about fucking? <laughs> 
Yeah. Derailed. Oh, that's good. I'm hilarious. And <laughs> then we were talking about emotional songs, and I was thinking of uh, Sweet Child of Mine came up, and it ma- it reminded me song, of man. my mother because I feel like I was always longing for what that song was speaking on and like, oh, you're like a sweet child of mine. You're something that's precious to me. And I guess I kind of always long for that from my mother. You so I was thinking that. about that. Yeah, yeah, I wanted that. That's why, I, why would that song remind me of my mom, someone that I don't have any connection with, that I've never really hung out with. And it's because I'm longing for that yeah, connection. Yeah, you want, it's really you strange. Cause I, <clears throat> nothing first, strange about it. I think well, I first listened to it with my dad, you know? So you would think that it would bring up my dad, you know? And like th- that time that we had with pops. Plus it's it a did. male singer. And so you, you would assume that it's the father singing yeah. the child, but no. And it did the complete opposite. Like a, he does sound like a woman. But yeah. he does. <laughs> so wait, is that your first song? No, it's not. not. Oh, this is just like my thought I'm process. That. I'm no, that's that fair. It's fair. That straight hand, And then I, cause, cause then I went on that tip and I was like, oh, I can do two that remind me of my dad and one that remind me of my mom. And there were two other ones. They're both from Tesla. <laughs> oh, no way. Yeah. And then I would start thinking about like, you know, Fred Durst and how emotional <laughs> I get. And the hot dog flavor. Um, but actually what I settled with was actually a story that I want to tell everybody because I feel that I haven't told this story and this was a person who was very influential in my life from ages of like 14 to like 17 and those ages like he was one of my best friends if not my best friend and this story is going to be about this guy named Marcus Ness so in eighth grade I was a kid who didn't get along with anybody and I fought with everybody I was chubby I had glasses and I hated the world so pretty similar <laughs> lost a little weight good job the diet helped you out <laughs> so um there was this one person's name was Cody Zane me and Cody Zane were best friends throughout all of in- intermediate school and then going into high school well Cody kind of fell off the planet because he went like the bad route he started like be- doing tweaker and like just being a bad kid essentially and so we kind of gravitated friends. away from him and I was in my own little world from like my freshman year I didn't have any friends I was I was like a lost little kid well there's happened to be this guy in the name of Marcus. Well, Marcus liked to party. I liked to party. And we were freshmen. No one was really partying at this time for some reason because we were in a class full of fucking bitches. But Fred, you're 14 years old. Yeah. You, you partying? We were trying to party. Okay, oh, man. I'm so like, really bonded. Dude, we if really, you don't party, I don't want to party with we you. We really bonded <laughs> over... Uh, that's the name. We bonded over. Joe like, said that in Vegas. Yeah. <laughs> I don't party. I don't want to party. Lining up coke. Like if you don't want to party, I don't want to party. Uh, <laughs> we really bonded over sports, like basketball, football. He thought he was good at football. I knew I was good at football. I thought I thought, thought I was, he was good. Yeah, I thought I was good at basketball. He was good at basketball. So there was this like uh, cohesion that happened, and we really started to become friends due to sports. And then yes, of course, it led to partying, all that great stuff. And so this is about. 
my junior year in high school, my best friend is like Josh, Marcus, this guy that I was introduced to like my freshman year, a couple other people, but it's usually me, Josh, and Marcus, and we're just always hanging out. We're oh, somewhat popular. Ever, we're somewhat popular. Josh always kind of hung out in the back. Marcus was very loud and boastious. He wanted everybody to know that he was awesome. And <laughs> since <Sorry>. I knew <laughs> him, he was always fighting. That's how I knew him as well. Not only football, basketball, these things, but fighting. We almost got into a fight because of football, because of basketball, because of sports, because we both are fucking little kids and we like, oh, you beat me, I beat you, that, that type of shit. But... It never actually got to that point because our friendship was there. But yet, me and Cody, who I was friends with before, fought all the motherfucking time. We made each other strong. We really did. That's where I got my street smarts and where I got like my street skills or whatever. Like uh, The only reason I'm able to do well in a street fight is just because I was in so many growing up. I literally got my ass beat almost every day. We were constantly fighting. All this great stuff. So anyways. That was um, great stuff. <laughs> great stuff. Um, um, me and Marcus and we're all partying and whatnot. Well, Marcus wants to do some meth. At this time, I had done meth a couple times and I was over meth. Josh, eh, we're over meth. We're not into meth. We're like, eh, we're not, we're not gonna fuck with it. Well, this just led to him going off the fucking rails, diving off the fucking cliff, diving right into the meth pile and going full in. So he was getting like ounces and he was cutting it with baking ounces? soda. So like six months. So now we're in our senior year. So wait, hold on. Now we're going into our senior year. This guy is now this guy's now selling meth, okay? He's now a legit meth dealer. He's living with Josh in Josh's house because his parents moved to Vegas. He didn't want to move to Vegas because he was the star athlete basketball player in our school from his freshman year freshman year boom he was on like varsity he oh, was, wasn't necessarily starting but he had a role on varsity so freshman Kenny, year our friend Kenny and then sophomore year yeah. boom and then and then whatnot so he was like a big fucking deal within the basketball community at our school he was gonna like lead us to state and all this stuff well then our senior year comes around this is his year for basketball I, I'm I wouldn't say, I'm not the star of the football team, but I'm a star. Like, I'm an important, like, role, uh, yeah, role yeah. in the team. So, with our town, because it's so small and people gather for those little functions, yeah, you do. wind oh, up being yeah. retardedly popular. And, we know that because of... Look and then you wind up bullying a kid or two on, on accident that Adney just loves bringing up. But I do <laughs> want to point out, it was only one fucking kid, okay? I could have done worse, okay? Uh, I just wanted to say, you know, but okay. Uh, but, There's a lot of kids there. I only hey, one of I apologize for my fault I bullied a kid. I was really popular. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I did it, okay? They allow you. You allowed popularity and bully. You get three kids for to bully. For some reason, three kids to bully. This isn't about the bully. So he's in meth. Okay, so he's in meth. He's addicted to meth. He's selling meth. It's the beginning of our senior year. And me and Fitz finally draw the line. We're like, dude, we can't hang out with you anymore. Like, you've been doing meth for a solid, like, eight months. And, like, you're starting to develop tendencies that you don't even realize. Like, he had a twitch. They didn't know that he'd do. He did. His, like, head had to constantly be moving. And, like, he'd let his hair grow out. So, And then he would try to say that he was just, like, getting the hair out of his eyes, essentially. When it was like, dude, you're twitching just for no reason sometimes. Like, I'll just be having a conversation with you. And within a minute, you did, like, a million hair flicks. And not, like, ironic hair flips like chicks do. Like, ones that I can tell you're not meaning to do. You're not there. So, me and Josh are essentially trying to, like... losing weight? Yeah, he's losing weight. He's getting pale. He actually, his skin held up decently well. I mean, he would get some every now and then, but his skin held up decently well. But he he got super fucking pale. Um... And so me and Fist were like, nah, dude, we can't hang out with you anymore. Like, that, that's not cool. So anyways, uh, like, essentially our whole senior year goes by, and we don't really fuck with him. He's living with Josh, and even Josh, and, and then this actually draws 
a divide between me and Josh and Josh starts hating me because he's in the middle of it and I'm completely against it and he's like well I live with Marcus I have to constantly go home with Marcus like he he's around friend. me all the fucking time I can't not be friends with him and I'm like you better not be friends with him you're my friend you are my friend first and this like stupid high school fucking drama so me and Josh start having a rift and all this fucking stuff well eventually you get to your senior trip right well Marcus and a couple people we're just spinning a bunch of bowls before the senior trip because when senior trip we had to meet up at like three o'clock, three a.m. But by the time we get to Six Flags, it would be like eight, nine a.m. and then we get a day and then we come back and whatnot. It was on Saturday, all that good stuff. And so on the bus there, this nigga is like, he's saying that he's drawing. He's like, oh, I'm just gonna draw the whole way there. Everyone's passed out. I, me, I was the smart guy, and I just stayed up all night playing video games. And so when I got there, you I passed pass right out. the fuck yeah, out. Yeah, good for you. There were a couple of us that did that. Like we had a little, like, like a little group, and we land together. I'm not driving. I'm and sleeping. We, we played Halo and, we can and get shit. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. When I wake up, it, we're at Six Flags. I'm not gonna sit here on the bus. But there were those couple people that were awake during while everyone else was sleeping because they were fucking doing meth the night before and there was three of them and so this is where the story gets convoluted because i never asked marcus and i never asked anybody but what happened is so everyone wakes up and we're like halfway there and they wake us up and they're like okay everyone needs to get off for a bathroom break so we all get off for a bathroom break and one of the girls that is sitting right in front of marcus is like what the fuck? All my money's gone. She's like, I left it right here in my backpack. It was sitting right here when I went to sleep. I wake up. I look at it. It's not in there. So I check the rest of my backpack. I look at my entire backpack. It's not on my backpack. And the fucking principal is like, boom. I think it was you, Marcus. I think it was you. And Marcus is like, this bullshit. Everyone blames me. Because at this point, it's been a year of everybody seeing these tendencies and everybody watching him go downhill. Just nobody fucking saying anything for some reason. You, you would say something, but it wouldn't get through. Like, he wouldn't listen. Like, there was no point in saying anything. But, so the dude strip-searched him as, as much as he could because this is still a senior a in high school. He's and still a kid. you can't be grabbing his nutsack. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so I mean, you can't. He, can't ask him he made him a kid. You can grab his nutsack. <laughs> kid on kid nutsack. He made him, <laughs> he, made him, <laughs> he made him strip, but Marcus always wore compression shorts and, like, a... Like a compression shirt because he was a basketball player and he just—I I don't know why. You can keep it right like there. That was your just chest, like that fucking, was just his shit. Like Tony Stark. And, and the principal What's could that? only go so far. So once he got down to his two compression things and the principal, he couldn't touch him or anything. He just kind of had to do a visual look. And he was like, "Well, I can't see anything. I checked all of his bags. It wasn't in there. Don't, I like I, I can't. My hands are tied at this point. I, I can't do anything about it. So boom, that was strike. Fuck. Like boom. Oh, everyone's freaking out now. Like what the fuck? And so we go to Six Flags. Crazy senior trip, dude. <laughs> Awesome. I'd have been the one doing meth. Like, yeah, did he steal it? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I was just doing meth with that guy. I trust him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think so you funny. know a guy. <laughs> and so I spend your pipe <laughs> for you, man. No, man, he even cuts yours with bacon soda, not me. <laughs> so, he sells me straight pure. Because <laughs> <laughs> you did it with him. <laughs> um, it's not conflict. Uh, not <laughs> conflict meth. I'm conflict crystal. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> Nice, I got the crystal. <laughs> and so, nice the name. next two hours, <laughs> the next two hours were absolutely brutal for Marcus, because everyone's just staring at him now. All eyes are on him, and he's attempting to keep drawing. <laughs> he's no, attempting to know. draw, and the whole time he's drawing, like with his head down and he's drawing, he's drawing him stealing the money. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not <our> project. <laughs> he's fucking twitching. 
The entire fucking time. If like, I did it. <laughs> an illustration <laughs> by Marcus. <laughs> Ness, but anyway. Marcus Ness. Uh, Marcus, <laughs> Marcus Simpson. <laughs> What's his last name? Ness. Oh, it's perfect. Marcus <laughs> Ness. Uh, so anyways, yeah. Uh, all eyes are on him during the rest of the trip. All Everyone starts me. <laughs> realizing that he's acting weird. And as soon as everybody gets off the bus, everybody just separates from him. And he gets stranded on his fucking own. Like, nobody wants to be with this guy. He's alone for the senior trip. Have a good... Have, have fun for the next eight hours, bro. Have fun going bro. on Medusa by yeah. yourself, bro. Like, no one wanted anything to do with him. Not Josh, not the people they just did meth with. Nobody. So he was completely isolated. And it felt kind of bad for him. But I at the same time, like... Meth. I, I never stole money when I did meth. <laughs> you don't do that. <laughs> I never, I've never stolen money like that before. I wouldn't do that. I never <laughs> stole money from people. Besides, I stole money from my grandpa. I regret it. I was a kid. I never stole mess from my grandfather. That's what matters. I've taken a five or a ten out of Shalee's yeah, purse when I, I stole, was like I 11, 20. 12, and that was about me it. Me too. I've stolen a 20 out of my grandfather's glove compartment, and I felt like a fucking piece of shit after that. Yeah, so it's yeah, 20 it's, bucks, it's not yeah, a whole handful of money. <laughs> You're not trying to, like, I, I'm buying all the snacks. Well, for I mean, she had a solid 150, you know, so I didn't pay. But, anyways, uh, See, I didn't steal that. So, everyone's like, everybody snacks. You all know I didn't steal everyone's it. Like, oh, Kirsty, like, kind to everybody. Oh, Kirsty, we'll help you. We'll help you. It's okay. Like, we'll help you. And I can use names because it's not like this story wasn't known. This story is known to everybody that was fucking there. This, this, I'm not breaking news or anything like that. Like, breaking news, yeah. Marcus Ness stole so, money from. <laughs> The thing is, the, the thing is, is it might not have been him. No one 20, really like. Seriously, right, he didn't get ago. caught. He didn't get caught. So it's like, oh, the glove does not fit. You cannot <laughs> acquit. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> you, must you must acquit. You must acquit. <laughs> Um, so yeah, anyways, good, great lawyer on the bus. <laughs> we're past the statute of limitations, aren't we? We can talk about this motherfucker. Yeah, shit, for sure. He can come on here and admit, uh, like Joey Diaz. Well. Uh, I, I, I was about to Tarantino it right there and tell you the ending and then do the whole story to the no, ending, but I'm not. I'm not. I may <laughs> or may not have stole Christie's money, but I may or may not have rode Medusa. You don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you were there. <laughs> Y'all would hang out with me. Had no idea what I done did. It was fucked up because like we did have a friendship for the first three years of high school. Like we were fucking. Like, hand-in-hand hand together. Like, like uh, his family knew me on a first-name basis. I called his mom, like, a second mom. Like, we were really fucking close. Like, we were brothers, man. We really yeah. were. And so to see him going down on this whole horrible path, and then when we got in that confrontation in the beginning of the year, I wrote him off. I was like, all right, you're, you're dead to me. Oh, wait, so the song that you're suggesting is It's All Downhill From Here by Newfound Glory? <laughs> <laughs> is that what it is? No, the songs will come at the end. And it's all downhill from here. <laughs> so... Um, I, it was it was super depressing during the senior trip, man. I'm not gonna lie, like I was having fun and everybody was having fun. We were having fun, but yeah, the thing it was is, on meth. <laughs> <laughs> it was having a fucking blast. No. That's funny. Seriously, <laughs> no one was. There was three people on meth. Okay, now you're so trying to say seniors on meth. Now you're That's, you're a senior in you're high school. A, you're an asshole. Now you're trying to say my entire all, class was addicted to meth. All I'm gonna say is most people when they look at their past, they're very naive about it. That's all I'm gonna. <laughs> That's such a ridiculous statement bro, bro, for this situation. Just three of my senior classes were on meth. You wrote, oh there was a short bus full of people, and three of those were on meth? Yeah, that's a lot of meth people. <laughs> you guys are dicks. Anyways, <laughs> plowing through. You were in a small town too. It's like there was like we had to even get a charter okay, bus, okay? People, like a real bus. Wait, it wasn't no yellow bus that we went uh, there on. How many people were there as in Urington? Like how many people on the senior trip? Uh, like a hundred people. That's thirty percent were on meth. No, three percent were on meth. Three <laughs> percent. Like, yeah. like point 
No, that's three percent. Out of a hundred, percent literally like means out of a hundred. Three percent were on meth. That's a strong percentage. No, it's not. Wait, how many people do you know that do meth? How do, you, how do you know that people weren't on meth for your senior trip? Just because there wasn't no. I dropped out of school because I found out that seniors were gonna do meth. <laughs> Boom, bitch. <laughs> That's so opposite of what's real happened. He dropped out to do meth. Yeah. <laughs> Such a fucking liar. Yeah. By the way, like, 40% of my friends who dropped out were on meth. You're, you're, you got a problem with your little statistics here because you're saying like 3% of your, of your class. That doesn't take into account all the kids who didn't even go on the trip. It's true. Kids from other schools. Kids else in the school but just weren't seniors. Okay, there's a lot. Of, I'm going to say I'm not 40%. saying out of my school. It's, I was saying a small town class. Fifty percent men. No way. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so, but throughout the day, it was just kind of hard seeing him alone, seeing oh, him just like not really be. No one wanted to hang out with him. Every now and then, you'd see him with like a like a sponsor teacher or whatever, because those were the only people that would fucking hang out with him. Like, so. What's up, you do man? Serious. <laughs> <laughs> But every now and then, you would see him with those two other kids that he didn't mess with, the three other kids, you know, because they were probably, I don't know, snorting meth. Uh, so, He's anyways, trying to, they're trying to split up so the now money. So, now we're on the way home. <laughs> now we're on the way home. It's fucking late. We're almost getting there. And I didn't get to see any of this, okay? So, after he, after I got off the bus, I didn't know what the fuck happened. I, I had no fucking idea. But Josh told me everything that went down. Because the next day, Josh came up to me in school and was like, Dude, I'm sorry that we're fighting. This is bullshit. Let me tell you what the fuck happened last night. So what happened last night was his mom picks up Josh. And then his mom tells Marcus, Nah, you gotta wait. And he was like, Why? And he was, she was like, Steve's coming to get you. And Steve is Josh's stepdad. And when Steve comes to get you, you in trouble. I met especially <laughs> Josh's stepdad. Is he still Josh's stepdad? Yeah. yeah I yeah. met him because he, because Georgian, Georgian is somebody that yes, I'm, yes. I'm really friends with. And she's like, I fucking love her. She's like a mother figure to me. And that's how I knew that Josh related to somebody I was really close with. They're cousins. Yeah. And so I got to meet Steve. We all actually went out this a couple of years back, but yeah. Crazy. Steve's a great, great dude, great, yeah. great man. I, I love Steve. He's he's an amazing man. He built the, his empire from the ground up. He now has like ten acres, a bunch of fucking cattle. He 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 does it's it right. Funny he how does I met it right. People before I met Josh and I found out they were relatives. I yeah. was like, no fucking way. I fucking lost my shit, dude. But yeah. So anyway, so so Steve comes and he picks him up and he's like, found your meth under your bed. Found all of it. Found your whole little station. How you cut it together. How you do all your little mixing up. He's yeah. living with them. Yeah, he's like, I oh, found your box, and he had it. All, he had it all in a little box under his bed. Now because we're gonna split it. And because we're gonna Sue and Steve build my respect their children, <laughs> we'll and they gone. give them the responsibility to be fucking children, and they don't fucking raid their rooms constantly. But eventually, they had to confront the fucking truth, and they're like, okay, we can see it. It's known. And I imagine what happened is Kirsty called her mom. Her mom called Sue, and Sue told Steve to go check the room. I guarantee you that's how it happened. But anyways, so yeah, he found the box, and he's like, called your mom. <laughs> your mom's coming from Vegas to pick your ass up. So, so he gets back to the house. His mom shows up, picks him up. He gets ridiculed the whole ride home. You were being addicted to meth. If I'd have known this, you would fucking... The only reason I know this part is because eventually I started talking to him again. So... At this point, Marcus is in Vegas. He's addicted to meth. All this bad stuff. 
Well, so he goes to Vegas. That's a meth capital. Bad way. Well, you don't know his parents. You don't know his parents. His parents have seven, eight kids, and they don't fuck around. All their kids have chores. They know manners. They are fucking like they're so not. They all do meth, so they can. They're do not manner. like they preppy have... children, but they know their role. They know what is wrong and what is right. And when their their older brother, the oldest out of everybody, went that route, they had to make an example of him. Oh, so he yeah. shipped him off to military school. No. So he goes to military school, boom, now he's in the army, now he's in the army, now he's here, now he's there, and so I mean, I'm seeing all this through Facebook, he, he's in the National Guard, and he's doing all, I was like, okay, well, right on, he finally fucking we got his shit together, that we have a friend, yeah, I was like, right Good on, boy. he fucking, he, he, he fucking did it, like, right on, he's conquering his demons, he's fucking finally figuring it out, uh, maybe I can build a relationship with this guy. Eventually, he winds up getting stationed in Urington somehow. Oh, no, no, no. He, he Actually, he went AWOL or some shit. Like, I didn't even know about all this once I started talking to him again. But somehow he got out of the military. And to be honest, I still don't know. I don't know if it was AWOL. I don't know if it was dishonorable discharge. I don't know what the fuck, hap- fuck happened. All I know is, eventually, he got back to Urington. And this was a solid four or five years later. So when all this happened, we were like 17. Now we're like 22. You know, you figure there's some age there. Like, okay. Now I'm down to hang out with this guy. Five years, yeah. All right, let's try to hang out with this guy. Now all he wants to do is get drunk. And now he went the opposite route. And now he's like the spitting image of like those natives that you see on the side of the street. Because he is. He's a full-blooded native. He's like Paiute and this and that. And so he's full-blooded native. And now he's just drinking himself. Just drinking all the time. Every time I see him, he's completely wasted. I never see him when he's somewhat fucking sober or anything. So I write him off again. And I'm like, fuck, dude, you, you literally traded meth for alcohol. And the only reason your family and no one's doing anything about it is because alcohol is legal. Yeah. So no one's going to do anything about it. And so for a solid like year or two, I still avoid him. Still, avoid- Well, eventually hung out with him. He wasn't completely wasted, but we were getting drunk and whatnot. And I was like, okay, like I saw a little bit of the old Marcus, but this new guy wasn't the Marcus that I knew. So I was like, you know what? I wanted to have this friendship that we had at one point in high school. I wanted to try it, and I, but it's just you're not that same dude anymore. Yeah. Like that dude it's went away yeah. because of the meth, unfortunately. And so you know what? I'm just gonna like I'm just gonna I'll wave to you. I'll be nice to you. I'll be cordial, but I'm not gonna try to. I'm not gonna go out of my way to hang out with you. I'm not gonna try to do activities with you or anything just because we're in two different spots in our lives. We're not gonna so. go fucking golfing together. We're not gonna go to mess together. Like Marcus. after we had like we had like a little sit down at a bar for like maybe. Maybe like 30 minutes or something. That's when I came to all that. Literally seven days later, he died from drinking. And not just from drinking, like he got too drunk and oh, boom, he crashed his car. No, he was literally in his house on his sofa and he passed out because he was so drunk and he puked and he choked to death. Passed out on his back. And ever since then, there has been this looming cloud of resentment that hangs over me. And these certain songs that I am now going to bring up remind me of Marcus. And they remind me of like days that could have been. They remind me that days that were, but then they really remind me of days that I lost. Because instead of stopping and sitting at his house and... Maybe helping him. Help Maybe him I would have been there that day. Not saying that it, it was probably still going to happen in the future, but I could have at least prevented it for one day. You know, if it could, if I just would have gave the friendship a little bit more of a chance, if I would have gave him a little bit more of a chance, because I didn't try to understand him or anything like that. I completely wrote him off from the Met day since that day in high school. That was it. You know, and so there's these three songs that always come on that remind me of them and they're in succession like this one does it for this reason this one does it for this reason and this one does it for this reason 
So the first one's called Trigger Man by Lil Wayne. Yeah, fuck that nigga, puss ass nigga, straight murder that boy, never pussy that sweat him. Sit him in the choke, tell him let's have fun. No noise, fat potato on the end of the gun. My boys get the paper just as quick as it come. And if you're standing in the way, then I'm missing the sun. Remember back in the day, it was me and Brad done. Cut school, smoke weed, I was strapped, he had one too. Rest in peace, you know how they grow cool. Tell your mama I will do whatever she need me to do. Lil P, say, we used to get rid of. I can't believe my nigga did I. I'm an Apple Street killer, an Eagle Street soldier. Louisa, I'm a lyncher. Let's better, I'm a roper. Silver duct taper. I'm a kidnapper. If your bitch look good, bet I'm a get at her. She see me in the coop, I put the pedal to the matter. If your boy wanna trip, I put the rider to the tatter. Everybody scatter, trying to get the fuck away. Sparks fly, glass shatter. Situation gets sadder. Daddy, I'm a pitcher. Who's the next batter? I whip it like that. So, one of the reasons why me and Marcus were such great friends is because everybody hated us. And so, we were constantly getting into fights. But what happened is Marcus always had my back, and then I always wound up having his back. But what happened was Marcus knew how to fucking fight. He had the reach of a fucking gorilla. He was six fucking one, and he had big-ass fucking hands. Now, technique, no. No technique. But <laughs> we're in high school, and no one knows how to fucking fight, okay? So Marcus would mollywop people right in fucking front of me, and my jaw would just draw like, holy shit, just like... Bing, bing, just a left and a right kids would fall. Sometimes it'd be a flurry. Bing, bing, bing. But he was so fucking big that, that his weight lying. just carried. And he didn't take a lot of hits the entire time that I fucking watched him fight. I easily watched six or seven fucking fights of him. Never took any hits. This one fucking fight that he tried to get into was against this straight edge group. So in Yerington, all these straight edges. Oh, like and this new game tried to form in fucking Yerington. Well, we're going to revolt against the math and blah, blah, blah. Marcus was like, you ain't taking my math, homie. We're about, I'm about to fuck all you up. And so Marcus, we're at this party, right? All the straight edges come to this party. This party is literally me, for what? Josh. They, they come there because they're straight edges. They, be, they come there because Marcus is there. And because Marcus won't stop talking shit to every single straight edge person he sees. If he's walking down the street, he sees you, he's in your face talking shit to you. But what's happened is they've never been together when they've seen him. So they haven't been able to do anything about it because it is known in this town that Marcus will lay hands on you don't matter <laughs> like it is known and his dad it is also known there's another story that I could tell but I'm not going to anyways these, this group of strangers comes over led by this guy named Tommy Gutierrez who's 6'2 easily 300 pounds not fit he's not fit he's fat Okay, he's but because he's straight but up, it's not like if he was doing it's not so fat yeah but it's not so it's not like Ralphie May fat it's like it's kind of like a Joel Joey build Diaz. it's oh, like Joey a Joel Diaz. build Oh, Joel. Okay. So, like, he, he's fat, but it's kind of, like, stout. <laughs> Joel's like a Marcus to me, though. I'm but, thinking Joel Marcus. But Joel's not, the, like, it's, for him, okay. you know? it's the same body structure of Joel, but fatter. But it, but he, you can tell there's a stoutness to him, but there's also a flatness. Joel's straight brick. Like, there's no oh, yeah. Joel's fucking brick flat. Flat. <laughs> like, If Joel was skinny and, like, buff, he would fuck every. He could still <laughs> fuck people up. He's quick. As, Joel's quick. Oh, I'm sure he is. I don't doubt. I don't doubt. I don't doubt. But he needs to be fat because he doesn't want to whoop everybody. So he's like, so this this leader, the leader of the straight edge group, he's a bigger guy, not fit, not 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 so fat that you're like that guy can't fight. Take meth out of box and bosh, but we're gonna just so he literally shows up to our party. Our party consists of eight people, okay, four girls and four chicks, and it was me. Four girls and four chicks. Oh, sorry, four dudes, four chicks. My bad. I'm in the story. Eight emails. You I'm, in, up a female, I'm in the bro. story. I'm in the story. No, we like we 
we tried so hard to get like the right amount of chicks for the right amount of girls. And it was only me, Marcus, Josh, and this kid named Matt Vale. And then there was four chicks. It was perfect. We have a nice little kickback. Party. It was a nice little kickback. We weren't going over the top. And now these are my songs to fuck. We were essentially <laughs> it was leading to an orgy or at least a CGB. That's what we were trying to go towards, you know, with our stupid seventeen-year-old brain. And then it, what happened is all these strangers show up, right? Well, this is at this kid named Mattville's grandma's house, but his grandma knows we're partying, and his grandma's cool with us partying. You're not allowed to leave, and if you leave, you walk. No one's driving from here. She has all the keys, all that good stuff. But so she has essentially an entire renovated basement that's essentially another fucking house under her house. And so that's where we all are and everything. Well, Matt gets word that all these kids are coming over to his grand. He's like, dude, this can't happen in my grandma's house. Like, this is my grandma's house. This is where I'm allowed to party. If this happens here, I'm not going to be allowed to party anymore. Yeah. This isn't cool. Grandma ain't having it. And so what we do is we like tell everyone to like meet in the alley. And so there's a little alley right behind it that there's literally a gate from his grandma's house to the fucking alley. So it's perfect, right? So all of them fucking show up. There's easily 10, 11 of them. All the straight edges in Yerrington, and they're all led by this kid named Tommy. And he's like, like literally, they're all in the back. Tommy's in the fucking front. Like, it's like a scene out of a fucking movie. Yeah. I don't know why they fucking planned it like that, but that's how they did it. I run out there. Kings New York did that. And I'm like, this isn't going to happen. Y'all are retarded. This is Matt's grandma's house. Bet you ain't coming in here. You ain't going to come in his grandma's house. I thought straight edges were about respect. <laughs> you ain't coming in his grandma's house. <laughs> and I was Grandies in the back of you like, yeah. <laughs> I'm just talking all sorts of shit because at this point, I'm with Invincible Marcus. I think Marcus can beat all 10 of them up. Don't matter. Bring 20. Bring 30. You better have guns. I got Marcus <laughs> and I got grandma. <laughs> And so I have a gun to my pocket. Mary Lou, get out of here. <laughs> I go and back. I got four chicks and four girls. <laughs> I go back in there and I'm like. <laughs> I go back in there and I'm like, hey, Mark, they're here, bro. I'm like, they're ready to throw it out. He's like, oh, for real? All right. Opens a laptop. Does some math. <laughs> you guys want to hit this? <laughs> I keep it in my laptop. Uh, so oh, it don't work. <laughs> it's like just fucking Shawshank. It's like Shawshank. You open up the Bible. There's a meth pipe in there. <laughs> just a giant. That's funny. Escape that was, comes from within. <laughs> giant coke wrap. That was good. That was, that was good. <laughs> uh, anyways, he opens a laptop to nothing. Just a laptop. He uh, plays the song from our iTunes because we used to be all about Lil Wayne. We used to be all about Lil Wayne. We, we thought Pumping we were... you guys up. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah. And so he puts on this song and it's called Trigger Man by Lil Wayne. This is where you should put it in right here. So Trigger Man. And uh, he comes out and he's singing the beginning <laughs> lyrics to the song. So me, Matt Bell stayed in the fucking house. Matt Bell's a pussy, okay? And he is. And he'll come in here and he'll probably admit that to the mics. Like, he's, he was a pussy. Uh, me and Grandma are hanging out, right? <laughs> so Matt stayed. And the girls, actually, only one of them like was like, no, I want to see what's up. The other one stayed. They didn't want anything to do with it. But... So Marcus comes out, and he has it queued up. He, it's not playing yet. And we all walk, because it's out of the basement, so we walk up the stairs, and we walk through the gate. Tommy's sitting there, and then Marcus just, boom, hits the space bar, and then, like, starts turning it like a jukebox, and he's just staring no, him like down. Not like a jukebox, but a fucking, like, the old, like, radio. Yeah, boom yeah, like boom box. Box. yeah, yeah. Boom. And he's just staring down the leader of the straight edges, and the first lyrics of the fucking song are, Fuck that nigga, pussy ass nigga, straight murder that boy and every pussy that's with him. And he's just, uh, and he starts rapping to him. And he's just losing it. Closes the laptop, gives me the, like, shoves me the laptop. I take the laptop, I put it down. He's like, What's up then? Let's go. And Tommy's straight like, No, we're here to come here to fight. I came here to make peace with you. No. <laughs> 
I'm dead serious, dude! He fucking poked him out in front of his whole fucking crew! And he didn't even have backup! It wasn't like he had a bunch of but it was me, yeah, Josh! Chris, Hold on, I'm putting on the country song. Yo, he's trying to get my next song going! He played a soundtrack! You get your ass whooped, but it's gonna have its own hey, soundtrack. It's it's just hilarious. No one wants to get their ass beat to a soundtrack, right? Oh my god. We're not gonna take it! <laughs> no! <laughs> dude, that is uh, fucking hilarious, dude. Everybody and, shook hands. And no, no! The, the strange all kid like, let me try some of that mess. <laughs> <laughs> It was golden. Mike and Shane flipped him off and said, I knew you were a fucking bitch. Turn around and left. And then they all fucking left. And that was the end Damn. of it. Right fucking there. And so that's the first song that reminds me of him. Because that was in a moment where I would have been cowering. <laughs> like a fucking <laughs> bitch. Because this guy's got size on me. He's got people on me. Like, the he's got everything. But it was funny. He didn't, they, if Marcus were like, no, I don't want... Like, they would have all came after Probably. The fact that, fact oh, that yeah, Marcus dude. came after them with confidence and like, hold this computer, Chris. I got this. This is on me. You take this computer, faggot. And I know. But like, dude, <laughs> that's so fucking that, gangster, that, like, How dude. long did he want to do that? Was he planning one day when motherfuckers come at me, I'm going to I'm gonna fucking cure up. Dude, dude there was no Damn. way it was. There was no way it was Batman. He, he didn't have enough memory how, for Batman. How did you think? <laughs> I, there's no way in the moment he yes, thought. Yes, he was. You know That's who he was. was. He was an in the man. moment type of fucking guy. And he loved Lil Wayne. He would constantly come up to Reno. And the person he was getting meth and coke and all these drugs for from was black. So he he thought he was black. Like, I can see exactly why he just thought played that song. Yeah. That's fucking, I, that's a crazy story, man. That's so cool. It's fucking crazy. Um, so that's why that's the first song, Trigger Man. And it's really just like the first, like, 45 seconds of the song that I just love. Because I just, the, the scene plays out in my head so much. And then Tommy being just like, no, I didn't come here to fight. And I was just like, what? Yes, you did. Yeah, you There's did. ten people yeah, behind you. Yeah, you did. You like, came to apologize. You're obviously getting punked out right now. Like it was the best scene ever, and that's that's, so crazy. that's a song that reminds me of him in his glory days when he was at his best, when he was by my side, when he was one of, if not my best friends. Yeah. The Damn. next one comes on all the fucking time. And every time it comes on, I just, I don't cry or anything. I just, it just, it reminds me of him because I imagine that this is exactly what he was thinking on as he was drinking that bottle right before he passed out and right before he fucking died. And it's Faded Black by Metallica. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs>
love and that the, song. the lyrics aren't like so deep or anything. It's they are they, somewhat they are deep. They are deep, yeah. but they're not like hard to understand. You don't have to dig to to find a deeper meaning. They're right there for you. And and the one that gets me the most is no one but me can save myself, but it's too late. Now I can't think think why I should even try. And I think that really did come into his mind towards the end because nobody wanted to hang out with him. Nobody wanted to be seen with him. He was alone. He was alone in a town where he was a star, essentially. I think it's sad as he never left his... I think that's like a big impact on why that happened. It's like he never never really got to get out. He, yeah, he went to Vegas. Sure, yeah, he went to Milton, but he still came back to Urington. I mean, he, that's where he died in Urington, right? Mm-hmm. And I've always... I, I love this saying of... Don't die in your own backyard. And I think that's like a big thing. Escaping the town that you were in, it makes you grow. It really does help. And it makes you, you're almost like forced. Escaping your life and like everything almost forces you to grow up because now you're on your own. You're literally on your fucking own. Like when I went to Portland with you, I had, you, yeah, I was there with you, but I had nobody. I was in a fucking new town all by myself. And it's like you're forced to grow the fuck up and you're forced to not be a bum because you're going to be fucked and left alone. You're going to be homeless in a sense. I think it's interesting how he did meth for a reason. He wanted to escape, but he kept coming back to that same fucking town that poisoned him. Yeah, like that was his real drug. And it, yeah, and it really and it did was that. Him. I feel like it was that early stardom. He did. He was like a mini star of the town. He, like he like had a, so much promise. He felt like a big fish in a small pond, and exactly. he was afraid that if he went to a bigger pond, he wouldn't be that big fish anymore. Yeah. Damn. He felt what it was like to be a football star. Even afterwards, he's known as this badass guy who makes twenty dudes back down from a fight. You know what I mean? And it's he like, felt, why would I leave? He felt, like, why would I leave? Yeah, he felt powerful. But he needed his own. He was a big star who fucking who. who Drugs, man. Yeah, man. He was a big star who shined out too early. Basically, like he like, is it better to burn out and fade away? Dude, I think like, about him is, almost is it better like to burn out or fade away. Like, I think I about like him almost out. like once a day, if not that. Like, like, like I said, like during my most formidable years, this was the person that was by my side. Him and Josh, they were the ones that were, and Glenn. But Glenn was a great hire and all that. But yeah, he was right there, and now he's just gone, and that's why. Third song is The Crossroads by Bone Thugs and Harmony. Oh, Let me eat this long, gone. Really wish you could come home. 
miss my Uncle Charles, y'all. And he shouldn't be gone in front of his home. What they did, the rule was wrong. Pull the rule, rule go wrong. Gotta hold on, gotta stay strong. When it did come, better believe on. Gotta show that you can lean on. I just because got chills. Damn, <laughs> Damn man. You're me. You're fucking me, you piece of shit. You have not shamal on me. <laughs> because I have oh, this dude, secret fucking, fucking hope or, or something. That he's doing better. That I'll meet him in the afterlife. I'll meet him at those crossroads and I'll be able to talk to him. I'll be able to have a conversation with him. It's like a, a dream that I want to have, you know. And so that song really resonates with me. It's nothing. It's not a particular lyric. It's not the chorus or anything. It's just the song the as a whole and the song, meaning yeah. behind the song. Because yeah. it's, it's like, I'll easy. meet you at the crossroads so you won't be lonely. Exactly. Yeah. That's the fucking And that's course. where I feel that I let him down. Because he point was lonely, where he was at lonely the end. And I wasn't there. And it's also and it's like curing it. It's yeah. Like, I'm going to be there. Yeah. 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 Lonely. <laughs> Oh man, that song's fucking. Not amazing. to end it on like a sad tip or anything. No, not at all. That's great because that, that's amazing. an uplift. That is an uplifting song. It's yeah, about, it's like not just about a friend. It's a song that's still relatable to anyone who's lost someone that they cared about, whether yeah. it be family or friend or whatever it is. It's like everyone, like get to like our age, they've lost someone that's close to them, and like it's so easily relatable because you do hope that you could see them again for one last time at, at least. Sugar the cash, shotgun dots, oh sugar the cash, shotgun dots, what Chris has to mean. This one got sparked by a podcast called Tiger Belly with Bobby Lee. I yep, recommend we it. Talk about it. Uh, if you had Bill Gates money, what would be the max price you would pay for a sweater? Interesting question. <laughs> I'm still going to say 50 like bucks is the most I would 80, ever pay for a sweater. Bucks. What? 80? What if it's cashmere? Maybe, what if... What if Kate back? Wait, is it Led Zeppelin cashmere or is it like both? I'm talking about eighty bucks. I'll do it. I think the highest I would go. I think the highest I would go is twelve, twelve hundred. Because I've seen stupid articles of clothing that are priced that high that I would be like, I'm never fucking do this. And then I've put a cashmere sweater on and I was like, okay. I get it now. I don't, I don't get now, it. Now, I don't think it should be Let's I be don't honest. think it should be twelve hundred dollars, but it is amazing. Let's be honest, like we all think when rich people spend hell of money on something simple, like, oh my God, well, who would ever do that? It's like, it's really nothing to them. Like, it's so fucking nothing. You get so bored being that rich. You just buy dumb shit all the time. But still, like, Chris, it's Nicholas, a sweater. Nicholas Cage owns a fucking T-Rex skull. Like, are you fucking... <laughs> you get nuts. I would buy that. You get nuts with the money. I would buy that and I'd, I'd get inside his mouth so with, a tw- with a $1,200 so you're, sweater. You're telling me you're that like, if you're fucking Bill Gates rich, where you fucking give away $10 billion and you're still a fucking man, like... Yeah, but you even if you're Bill Gates, rich, you would draw the line at five grand for a uh, sweater. Here's the thing: better be five thousand sweaters. I really, I really don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's I, true. I think I would. I think if it was like the sweater, like if it was like a serious, it was like the sweater. <laughs> like, no, this is no, no, no. I'm going. talking if just it was like the sweater. Like it's not like, like not like it, it. The money gets donated or oh, like no, it was made no, no, no. for I a special. Mean, even like if it was a historical artifact, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> so it had to be an historical art. Like if, so like if it was a historical sweater worn by Frank. <laughs> yeah, like if somebody like that, like if fucking it was Sugar Ray Robinson's fucking Whoa. old jacket or something, and like okay, 
You want this jacket? It's five grand. No, I'm you, talking. No, no, no. Off the assembly line, five grand. Okay. Nobody else wore it. Nobody else wore it. No. Besides some like like little sweatshop kids that like put it on. Which is it like embroidered with iPhones? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's wait, a wait, sweater. Wait, 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 wait. Does it, is it soaked in? <laughs> the yeah, tears? that's still a sweater. Just got a little flare to it. <laughs> no, we don't add electronics. <laughs> is it soaked in the tears of the kids that made the sweater? That's what <laughs> you I don't know. know. You don't make electronics. That's why you will never be the kind of guy that could buy a twelve hundred dollars sweater. Ridiculous. Sequence with iPhone. <laughs> I'm looking at the future. Hey, you're living in that twas. You know what I mean? I'm living in that fucking. That futuristic type of fucking sweater living, you know? If it's got a jetpack attached to it. <laughs> okay, yeah, grand. no jetpack. <laughs> it's a jetpack sweater. Oh, this one? I have three. <laughs> this one was actually sprung by Stevie. So thank you for the creative juices. I wrote them personally. Yeah. Fuck you, Eddie. Out of the, out of <laughs> you these, in our personal group. <laughs> <laughs> out of these two conspiracies, which one do you think is true? <laughs> God, no. Yeah, yeah mate. I'm fucking high five, Chris. Thank you. You're oh. looking at me. Okay, okay, okay. That Hitler actually lived and he went and fled to Argentina and remained in the rest of his days drinking Mai Tais, or that 9-11 was a government false flag. Dude, Hitler. Okay, for Hitler, I believe the Hitler, Hitler thing because we saw it in X-Men First Class. It showed us. <laughs> Hanging out in Argentina, just drinking, seriously drinking my guys. <laughs> and Nazi hunter Eric Lyncher had to show up and fuck him up. Bro, but but honestly, I, I only told Chris, I was like, hey, you're on the government thing, that you're like conspiracy thing. I was like, use that as like a shotgun. No, it's good. I was like, just think about it. But listen, I think the Hitler one because I have a book by Simon Dunstan that has literally said evidence, first person evidence showing that, hey, First off, we waited on Hitler hand and foot, but not only that, but if you look at Argentina, the majority of the population there, it's all like German shops, German clothing. I mean, Germany is fucking embedded in Argentina because majority of the Nazi party escaped there. They even had a socialist party at the time of World War II. So you think that parties. Hitler, out of those two at oh, least, yeah. out yeah. of those two. I'd much rather Or do you that. honestly, wait, hold on. How about just in general? Do you think that Hitler got away? I do. I think yeah? Hitler went to Argentina and died in 1968. <laughs> Specifically that day. Well, why 1968? Because that's the date I was told that he died. <laughs> and if you just look at the evidence, guys, and you watch this documentary, <laughs> I'm telling okay, you. Okay, okay. I believe that Hitler died in like 38 of a heart attack, and they just had a guy <laughs> wearing a mask. It's had a guy who's pretending. Okay, next, next. That that's hurt. the only reason, because after, because after wait, 38, wait, wait. he just made a lot of bad wait, decisions. Wait. He slept through fucking uh, Normandy. It was another guy in disguise. Wait, sh- shotgun thought. Hold on, shotgun thought. If you had the money, if you were a billionaire like Bill Gates, <laughs> how much would you pay to have a clone of you, like Hitler did? So if you had the money and you died, would you be able to pay I don't like fucking pay clone somebody? What? I don't want a clone. No, you have does, a clone of you that like sits there and then like no, you get to do it. I was just gonna say, like, how much money? How much money did Hitler pay to, for his clone so he can kill himself early and have his clone? He didn't pay nothing. He said, "Do it." <laughs> don't point at me with all fingers. I don't like English. You. you pointed at me with all fingers. I don't like that. That's rude. Your mother said, "Don't even point at one." You pointed with five. You need to calm down. All right, I got one more. Next, which of these conspiracies do you want? To be true. No. Flattery. Roswell really did get hit by aliens and UFOs, or knowing every detail of the JFK assassination. JFK. 
I'd much rather have JFK because because Roswell so... Roswell could Roswell could be like no sorry that's actually bullshit because knowing every detail of it you'd be like oh it's just military base that have a bunch of fucking weapons it be, could be cool weapons no but his, if his, there is no his shotgun thought was would you rather that there was actual aliens there no is that what you wanted or no or if you just know every detail do of Roswell? you want to be true oh do you want it to be true that aliens landed in New Mexico. Or do you want it to be true that JFK was assassinated by the government? Okay, wait, yes. wait, wait. Could it be? Wait. Could but you be, would be able to know, like, you know, listen. There was multiple shooters wait, wait, and wait, wait, all wait. that good can stuff. It, can this be evidence that you could put out into the public? Sure. Okay. Because then I would rather have aliens because I would destroy religion. <laughs> boom. Wait, boom, why, boom. why would, would aliens not, because no, destroy religion? If anything, out. it would give them more power no, to their no, claim. No, no, because I would show them that aliens exist and God was wrong, created the universe just for Earth and for you. No, baby girl. Here's they came a, from this okay. planet. Planet Exar. <laughs> and this planet here's, shows that. Here's the problem with your little theory is you're using logic in an argument about religion. You're never going to win. Oh, my God. Shut the you fuck. just m knighted me. Are you <laughs> Are you really gonna sit there and Here's the twist Here's the twist Religious people don't give a fuck about aliens (laughs) Aliens show up They're gonna fucking be like It's another test from God Just like the dinosaurs Dinosaurs aren't real The devil put them in the dirt To trick the white man I like Matt Damon It's a constant Just dissonance Like it's It's never gonna be like you know what? Good point, atheist. Like, that's <laughs> never going to happen. Like, maybe if you went with the JFK thing, maybe you're like, JFK was killed by the government. They're like, maybe religion's wrong. You know? Like, maybe JFK. See, so maybe you picked wrong. JFK. Look, sh- it's enough for you. What do you got? Uh, you didn't pick. Oh, I got aliens, man. I <laughs> oh, I didn't pick. Never mind. You're right. You're right. <laughs> Annie is high. <laughs> that's a conspiracy. <laughs> I, would rather, I would rather have the, like... Know that it wasn't that the government isn't assassinating our presidents. That it's more just some crazy fucking guy. Ooh, I, I like the take you rather, just took. I would on rather it. that be a real thing. That way, Adam shuts the fuck up. <laughs> and Alex, I'd rather that be like the the true story. So the uh, so the uh, the conspiracy isn't real for that for JFK. I would rather that not be real. That's cool. I did not. So that it's just no no. It's just some crazy fucking guy yeah, again good. who killed a, someone again. Because people don't like to think that that one person can be responsible for such a huge turning event in history they rather believe in a conspiracy because it's interesting to know that one man could be capable of such atrocity that could literally lead like history in this fucking oblong conspiracy is that the government did that's what I'm saying you said one man that's what I'm saying well the government says one man no 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 listen no listen listen that's what I'm saying I'm saying People would rather believe the government is in charge of this because they're afraid that one man can affect history in such a fucking way, like uh, what's him shooting JFK. I get what you're I'm saying. I'm saying it's better saying, yeah. okay. that the guy did do it because of the fact that they want. The I didn't ask you what was better. I said, "What do you want to be true?" So I would want. Well, I'm with no, Adney. I got you. I'm I got supporting you. Adney's so I want theory. The, I want the Roswell that- aliens to be real and like the fact that there are aliens around and the government is just really scared to tell us. And that kind of thing. I think that would be a fun, interesting thing because then eventually they're going to be here. I like how you elaborated on both of them. Damn, pick one. Smooth move. I did pick one. <laughs> yeah, but then you elaborated on he the picked, aliens no, one. No, he picked JF, JF no, Roswell. No, JF Roswell. No, he wanted the, the, Roswell the to conspiracy be to be false. No, you – oh, okay. Well, that was Get your it? final answer then. Because one is you, false. You gave three answers. No. Nope. <laughs> you weren't paying attention. Yes, I was. I was listening to you. All right, let's start the movie. Go ahead. <laughs> 
Because I wanted the J. I I misspoke. I was like, no way. What I meant was that I want the JFK conspiracy to be false and the Roswell conspiracy to be true. Oh, okay. That's oh, what I was okay. getting to the whole time. You just elaborated as you. I see. Oh, because oh, good fucking point. <laughs> the way that he. God damn it, Adney. <laughs> that was so good because I didn't think of like the way that he was like saying it. Well, I'd rather have this one be false and then this one be true because yeah. if that one's false and this one's true. And if that one was fucking yeah. true, then boom. Then we got wait, wait, wait. Wait. As, as you're doing the song, last one. Would you rather have your fetish be you are a dominatrix bitch, you love to get pegged, or you love putt play? Gotta go wait, dominatrix wait, 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 wait. one. Yeah, me, too. <laughs> me too. The first one. Yeah, I'm, I'm doing pup play all day. Because I can be a male pup. Who gets fucked by another male pup. Now, how do you know you're... Veronica told us real stories about shoving dildos in her bitch's ass. So that means you're getting that means you're getting paid and you get pup play. You get the two. So I don't want that. Yeah, right. That's what you just said. If anything, I'm only getting paid by the owner because there's only one master <laughs> of all the pups. Hey. Maybe there's a couple better matches. than twelve dildos. Hey, Abney is still, still dominant over the three dogs. Okay, <laughs> I, was, I would rather get fucked by Veronica with a strap on than by some weirdo who has a pet fucking mill. <laughs> but at least I could pretend that I was a puppy. <laughs> See, maybe if you're so fucked up in the head, like it's like Jacob Ladder, you're all fucked up. So everything, you're like you're getting pegged by masters and things, but you're in your own head. You know what I mean? Here's the thing: it's your festival. You're actually into whatever this is. Like, no, but it's, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, Chris, yeah. Chris, Chris, Chris is Chris, into Chris, puppy. Listen, but it's your dog. But it's, but it's your dog. It's not cheating if it's, it's your dog. It's not cheating if it's your dog, Chris. Road trip, Chris. Because <laughs> it's your dog, Chris. It's your dog. <laughs> you know? God damn it! Like I wouldn't like any of that. Alright, sure I got that. If Marcus had a choice again, if you could bring bring a Marcus back, do you think you'd rather be uh, a coke addict? Or maybe a meth addict, or maybe? I think you would do cocaine, Addy. I think because cocaine, you don't puke on it, cocaine, right? That's sad. You Why did you make this you sad? We just made this sad, cocaine. You made it sad. Cocaine. <laughs>